listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Everybody, get that crap out of Let's chop it up. Today, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, man. I mean, you know, we had a good week. We had a good week this week, so we got to chop it up. We got to keep it real. Uh, we got to talk about some wins and some losses. Uh, we got to talk about y'all wins and y'all losses. And we uh, we got to move this thing forward. Um, let me say this. Let me start by saying this. Uh, there was a post that I made in the community for those who've seen it, saw it, synced it. Um, it talks about just a system and process that we use here at Flash Film Media when working with clients to kind of help ease clients, right? And it's something simple. Just, just, it's stupid simple. It's simple, simple. If you have been in the community, then you probably synced it. But it talks about sending clients screen captures um, after the event. It talks about sending them unedited, sometimes unedited, most times unedited. I, I like to explain to clients that we haven't did any color processing or anything. Um, but it just makes clients feel comfortable and cool once they've received some pictures. And they, they feel like they understand, like they got an idea. They know it is. And I'm going to tell you, this something. This is the client did something for the first time that no client has ever done, which proves that what I'm doing is A1. Right. So um, I want to kind of walk you through the process. So when I work with clients and we're done filming, I like to send them screen grabs. Right. I like to send them screen grabs. I like to um, just have them see what we've done. Right. Just to get an idea of the shots that we have. Um, And with this client, they sent me over a script. And there was changes that needed to be made with that script. I'm trying to see if I can pull up the post here. There were changes that needed to be made with that script. Um, and I rec- sometimes they make those changes on location. That's one thing about working with corporate is they're just a cluster. Like you just, you're going to get the weirdest of craziest of stuff, right? So I like to... St- I, you know, being flexible is is valuable for clients that don't have their stuff together. And I'm talking about, I was working with Spectrum. That's a, a billion dollar company. <laughs> if you think companies, like, if you think you're going to walk in the door and they're going to have it all figured out, no matter how big they are, you're completely wrong. They're not. They're not going to have it figured out. So your ability to take charge and say, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. This is what we should do is valuable to them. Then... Um, your ability to know more about what they're trying to do than what they know, again, makes you valuable. That's how you move into being reassuringly expensive when you can take command and control of the room like you've been there before, right? So throat punch, absolutely. So um, one of the things that, you know, I may have some input on things. They didn't pay me to write the script, so I'm not writing the script, but I have input on things. Now, again, script writing, literally, we shot two days. The script changed on the first day. The script changed again on the second day. Sections that we hadn't shot yet. So it wasn't like we had to redo anything. 
Um, but once they understood how things work and things came together, they had changes they wanted to make for the remainder of the shoot, which which is cool. I, I'm, I'm, that works for me. Um, as long as I get them in time to enter them in the teleprompter. Now, if you have, I'm going to share this screen with you guys. Um, if you have seen this post that I made where I posted some snapshots from the Spectrum shoot that I have here in the community, some of you have seen it, some of you haven't. These are ungraded S-Log shots. I shot this with the Sony. Ungraded S-Log shots. This is what helps clients say, okay, I saw the shots. They were great. They were great. We like them. What was dope is once I f we finished the shoot, and I'm going to tell you why this came in handy like it's never came in handy before. Once we finished with the shoot, I asked the client to send me over the updated final script, right? Because whatever I received in the beginning is not what we finished with. And that's cool. What the client did was use pictures that I sent them in their script as a slideshow. Brilliant. Made my life a whole lot easier. I don't know what Marcus is doing. He's like flicking. One more time. Say one, again. One more again. One more time. Okay. One more again. One more again. Okay. So when the client, so the client doesn't know how to write scripts like a traditional script writer. The client was using PowerPoint presentations to help me understand what they were trying to film. Once I sent over the slides to show them how day one went and some of day two, when they were to turn in the final scripts, they used those images that I provided to say, hey, this picture is from scene one where we were standing in the house talking. This script go here. This picture is from scene two. This script go here. So that our editing team have a better understanding of what goes where. They use my pictures with the script they already had so that when my editors sit down, which I'm already, you know, I'm putting everything in folders anyway. We can talk about that in a minute, but they're making it a lot easier for me and my editors because they're putting images captured at the time Ooh. of the shoot with their script. They incorporated the images I sent into the finished script that they had to send to me, which makes things a whole lot easier for my editors. Now, we shot four videos. There's probably four of a bunch that's going to come in the future. Um, when I'm, when I'm turning in files, if I'm editing or I'm turning in files to my editor, I like to categorize mine in a few different ways. I like to have video one talking head B roll, you know, extra voiceover. And that's another thing I may cover, um, that I think is important. I, I may, I may cover that a little bit later. Just, just how I like to see YA. So we got the, you know, the talking head that's speaking into the camera, reading the teleprompter. I also got him just reading off to the side to get a voiceover, but I usually include a voiceover folder just in case, right? I always do a voice. Anytime I do talking head is scripted. I always get a voiceover take always. Why? Because sometimes they say the, and they, and the wrong while trying to do it on a teleprompter. And then when we go do the voiceover, which I usually record in the same location, they say it right. So if I need to grab a piece and overlay it or dub it, I have it. Um, but that's just, you know, that's something we'll talk about later. Um, but 
it's very important. And, and this is something you may want to try depending on what niche you're in. But if you have a multi-day shoot or a single day shoot, I like to send clips to a client, especially if they don't have, if there's no director's monitor on at the time of the shoot. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. But nothing makes the client say, like seeing shots from the shoot. I usually do it the night of or the next day, very close to the shoot. So as I'm pulling files off, I'm just screen grabbing and I'm pulling the best shots. Maybe pull, you know, I try to get shots where the, the talent is smiling or something to look nice just to help them say, okay, it looks good. I can't wait to see it come together. So just a little tidbit, a little extra, something that you could, it, it will help you look better as a, as a business and it make listen, clients want to work with somebody who have done this before, who have solved this problem before, right? Same way you go to your doctor. In fact, I'm going to give you this homework. Everybody that's watching, everybody that has a Netflix account, I want you to watch the show Painkiller. Some of you are watching it probably. Some of you are not. It's kind of popular. It's called Painkiller, right? It's about the Oxycontin uh, epidemic and how they flooded the market with these this powerful, potent drug that shouldn't have been, you know, in a lot of, it shouldn't have been where it was. It was in too many places. But there is a scene in that that preaches everything I talk about. It said that everybody trusts the doctor. Every, if the doctors say do this, they're going to do it. They were literally pushing drugs through doctors and everybody was trusting the doctor. They're not even going to question it. Headache, Oxycontin. Backache, Oxycontin. Can't sleep, Oxycontin. Nobody's going to question a doctor, and nobody questioned the doctors for years, and they were creating addicts through Oxycontin. So make sure you guys watch um, Painkiller on Netflix. It's like a four-part series. It's very good. Um, but it talks about how that company illegally pushed morphine and heroin to, to people in the form of a pill. But, but one of the, like I said, one of the key points is they, that they were discovering because people were like, this is a very, Oxycontin was originally designed for people with cancer or hospice patients. It wasn't designed for regular stuff. It's heroin and, and morphine. It's a very, it's a narcotic. But one of the key things they said was like, nobody will question a doctor. Everybody trusts a doctor. And what I'm trying to instill in you guys here is to, is to be that doctor for your client, right? By, by understanding their pain, and putting your thumb on them pain points and writing a prescription, just like in that show, nobody questions the doctor. They believe you. People question the cameraman. They don't question doctors. But to be a doctor, you got to walk in with your lab coat. You got to know your stuff. You got to be a subject matter expert. You got to live in that niche. You got to have the ability to speak their language um, and make them think about things they never thought about and take control of that problem and pain point. We want to get away from being... We can film it. We can do it to being, okay, guys, this is what I hear from you. This is what you're trying to achieve. We've learned that working with clients in your situation, we've done X, Y, and Z to get these results. Are those the results you're looking for? Yeah, we're trying to get there. Okay, we need to change a few things. We need to do this and do that. You are the expert, not just at filming, not just at lighting. Don't go in there doing all this crap, not just at the – being, you know, the DP and making stuff pretty. But we are the expert at solving your problem using a cinematic solution. 
Um, and in doing so, clients trust you. So if you get a chance, it's on Netflix. I, I, you know, I don't know who made it, but it's pretty good. It's called Painkiller. It's pretty dope. Um, but but it's a great example, and negatively, but it's a great example of people who trust doctors. And just like I always said, and I said three or four, five, six lives ago before I even watched it, a, a doctor can write you a prescription for something you never heard of, and you'll take two of them and call them in the morning. Um, you need to build that level of trust with your client. And, okay. the, and the only way to do that um, is by... Somebody's mic's giving feedback. The only way to do that, I'm just going to mute everybody. The only way to do that is to, um, you know, is to be a subject matter expert. Marcus, what you laughing at, man? So make sure you check that out. I, I'm just messing with you. You got a big jar of uh, moonshine there. Um, yes, moonshine ain't no water. Um, so the, the only way to do that is to, is to be the authority um, in that industry. So that's what I, I kind of wanted to lay that on you. Real quick, definitely want to check it out. Um, you know, it's important. With Spectrum, again, the way I won that job, honestly, and, and, and you know, I actually tried to do an interview in a beta client connect, but Spectrum wouldn't approve it because it got to go through. I had a fight, with, not fight with illegal, but we had to go back and forth on contracts because of their legal department and my legal department. Um, so... You know, some of the some of the holdups was just, you know, some of the wording in the contract. Uh, they wanted rights to the footage. They wanted licensing and they wanted raw files. And I'm cool with that. If you pay for it, if you pay for it, you can get whatever you want. They just thought that by filming, we was going to get it. It don't work like that. But they saw the upsell and clicked on the upsell to get it, which, you know, we were probably charging about, I think it was like, like 1500 a video, something like that. Um... And, you know, they wanted it. And that's cool. They just wanted the wording to say licensing and Roth. That's cool. We can, we can, hey, money, we can make it all work. If the price is right, Ty is there all night. As a great philosopher said, I think it was the notorious Biachi, but um, we can make it happen. So that's when they're paying for a semester of college, it's like, okay, that's cool. Facts. Thank you. So let's hear about some W's. We got some W's or questions. We can start with wins. Let's start with wins. Go for it. Go ahead, Victor. Uh, well, uh, uh, Saturday, uh, shot this uh, shot this nonprofit event. It was uh, uh, we were hired to do the the party picks over there, and I mean it was it it was all cool. Everything turned out good. Um, got there, everything worked out. We got there early. They were to scan the uh, scan the place. Got to work. Now, granted, she um uh, she had initially only one one photographer, and then she added on a second, and that's fine. The bad part is we um well I say it's a good and bad. Good thing is you know we do, we over delivered because they ended up getting over two thousand images because they added the photographer. I could have. I took over a thousand by myself, so uh, it looked good. But got everything delivered, and uh, you know, got some positive reviews from them. So looking forward to uh, to being back over the next year, hopefully with a better budget. Because hey, they raised over half a million dollars at the event. So um, looking forward to seeing some uh, 
some good views on this on the galleries and keep moving forward for me. I like that. I like that. That 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 would definitely and and moving forward, you can kind of put an idea on what the second you know your second photographer is an upsell. This is what to expect. I got a yeah. so this is the thing. Like I, I haven't been posting a lot on YouTube for a reason. I've been revamping and reworking that. But I got a video that's 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 coming out um, that speaks to um, the importance of helping clients know what they're getting and getting out of the idea of hourly, right? Hourly, hourly, we're going, no, you pay this, you get that. So it kind of speaks to how, you, you know, a lot of us, uh, the old school method is, I'm a, you know, I'm going to charge you this by the hour. No, listen, you pay for this, you get that. You, you bring in one photographer, you're going to get anywhere between, I like to under promise, you're going to get anywhere between 150 and 200 pictures. You bring in two photographers, you're going to get between 500 and 800 pictures, which is still under what you're saying. You know what I mean? So so every time we over-deliver, under-promise, over-deliver. So I see you over there, Craig, and I see you over there with your cooking. I ain't mad at you. Let me see when how they look when they finish, though. That, that, let me see how they look when they oh, finish. Oh, uh, and, and one thing I need to note, uh, so I worked for this, this, big photography company that's around here. I worked for them. Uh, it was like 2009, 2009 to 2000, no, 2011 to 2013. And uh, I ended up meeting the owner of that organization at the fundraiser, at mm. the event. It was like, no, I'm not going back to work with you, man. Sorry. I know I, how y'all do. I always like to get. Um, I like to know who the who the big wigs are, so I can take plenty of pictures of them. That's just me. Yeah, and I make sure they got some good candidates. Them, their family, their kids. I can't tell you how many pictures I got because I found out who the big wigs are, and I got great pictures of them and their kids and stuff like that. I think I told you. Oh story. yeah, yeah, and and Toby Keith ended up being a, a last a last minute addition, uh, and you know it was a, it was a late ad, so. He showed up there and and had um and he, you know, one of his guitars was a was one of the um, the auction uh, items so it's cool got a chance to get images of him but I'm not a not a country guy but I know he's from right up the road so yeah it'll, cool. it'll look good on your portfolio oh look, yeah look good on your website I got exactly. plenty of pictures I'm not saying so. I got pictures with. Lady A, I'm not a fan of them. I, I look good on the website. Got pictures of the, with the governor of Texas, me and him. Not my guy, but I respect the position, and I'm in a state where he, he got voted in, so the majority like him. So, again, we not picking sides. We selling bullets mm -hmm. and Band-Aids. It ain't up to me on how I feel about them. You know, it, it helps. So whatever you can do to make it help, make it help. That's right. Straight up throat punch. So you know we we're in business. We're not we're not here to say what's right and wrong. Our our personal opinion does not matter in business unless you get unless you're a billion. You got a billion dollar company and you can decide that if you got a hundred dollar company, you need to be trying to get everybody. So just FYI, that's a good win. That's a real good win. I like that. Anybody else got any wins? Got some W's? 
Speak now or forever hold your peace. Get people. All right, we got a hand. I, I, I hate to be home. DNC. DNC got the hand raised. And then we got Mark. What's up? Oh, you got me beat. I'm, um, I got a family, small family emergency. Uh, not super emergency, but I got, uh, I got to see somebody in the hospital. And so I'm off camera because I'm walking over to the lobby. But I want to give a little bit of information on my W. Um, and it's going to be locked in in the next week or so. But I wrote it in the chat last week uh, before I logged off. And basically, um, I'm consulting for a, um, a school to have their TV production uh, like program revamped, like their studio. So what I did was I helped find them the vendor. And uh, as a consultant, I charge at 15% on the total cost of the project. And so as a project manager, um, making sure that everything is cool, the vendor takes care of everything, they get the right logos, the design. So I shopped around a few companies um, in my area that do that kind of thing. And I presented, I presented to the client three options. One, one of the companies gave a 3D rendering. I gave them estimates. And so they chose their company. And now their company is looking to provide um, like the final quotes with everything. They did a site visit. They measured. I gave my input on a lot of stuff. At the end of the day, they're going to put in their uh, final numbers and then uh, make their commission. And then from there, the next step is if everything goes well, they're part of like an 80 school network to expand that to the other schools. That's dope. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. So how did this land in your lap? So um, the truth is, I actually went to that school, um, that high school. And so people still remember me. Uh, and, I have, and I know people that are still in the school. And so they said, hey, why are we having a hard time making this happen? Carlos is around. Let's call him up. And so I went through, came, of course, with the uniform and everything. They're like, wow, how have you been? You know, they remember me. Uh, and then from that, we, we started chatting. I said, let me help you out. And then, bam. Uh, so it's definitely a past relationship that made it happen. And it's not my niche, but I know all about that. DNC strikes again. <laughs> now, uh, question, question. What's up? Uh, um, are you going to offer offer to train them? Yeah, so that's actually a future potential upsell where if the if the this expands to the other schools in the network, whenever they hire a new teacher in that TV production space they're going to get training on how to use the hardware. So this particular case, no, because the hardware's already in place. It's more so the design of the room. It's more about presentation more than anything else. And okay. then in the future, um, if they hire like new teachers and new stuff, then yeah, absolutely. I will sell them video training. So what time talk? I will sell them video training. So oh, what do you mean by that? So, so I would create train for whatever they pick. Like whatever you guys pick as far as equipment, I would create training okay. for. I would sell them the opportunity to create training for that particular room. Got that it. That particular, particular equipment, and then got and, it. And then every year I would charge them to update that information. Okay, cool. That sounds awesome. So, so that, yeah, I want to nail this first one, and then with that. Um, there's, there's a good chance that they want, well, actually, the, the client itself was like, we want to do this in other schools. And they, and we reiterated that to the uh, to the studio. So um, for sure, that's the future. And then definitely about that. The one, the couple things I'm actually pending, which is not great in how I did the order, but it kind of came afterwards is one, um, getting officially my consultation, like an agreement with the school is the first thing. Mm -hmm. um, it was a matter of time. So I was like, hey, let's just move forward. And, and there's definitely some trust in there. That's one thing. But the second one, which is uh, super important, 
is a non-compete with the studio. So they can't, they can't contact the school without my permission. And so I came up with that. I realized that afterwards, like a little bit late. Um, but this school won't move forward without me. I'm, I'm in control. So I can say, no, thank you. You signed this. We're not moving forward with you. So they're gonna, I'm going to have them sign that tomorrow. Um, or send it over tomorrow. They sign that. And basically, it'll be like, hey, you can't contact the school without me for the next like five years uh, or worth the next five years of the date of the last project. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. For sure. That way, you keep, that way you keep it keep it assured. Get that bag, brother. DNC, get that bag. That's why you. <laughs> that's why you DNC. That's where the DNA come from. <laughs> I, mean, I try, man. I'm trying. I'll let y'all know for sure in the next couple of weeks how it all shakes out um, and how they sign everything. But so far, so good. And so, as project manager, I update both parties. I let this. I let the client know the the supplier. No, like the studio builder. Hey, you don't contact it without me. Copy me everything. I'll, I'll start up with the information. So I'm like in the middle. And that way the school don't have to think about nothing. They just need to get the information, the best of it, and it makes the life a lot easier. I had to go purple just for you, man. Man. Just for you. I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate uh, that. That that's a win, bro. That's a big, that's a big longevity win. That's that's the goal. I like that. That's that's a good one. I like that. Uh, real quick, just came to mind. If you guys are in the stock, I'm gonna give you this this secret, this little tip. Word on the street is, GoPro's getting ready to drop a one inch sensor. They're getting ready to drop a GoPro with a one inch sensor. If they do that, game over. And their stock is really cheap right now. It's like three dollars a share. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it ain't gonna be three dollars a share when they stop when they drop this one inch sensor. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there, you know. I'm just putting that out there. You you can you can put it together however you want to put it together. Just know that it's only three dollars a share before they drop the one inch sensor. That one inch sensor is going to drop about next month or so. I don't think it's gonna stay that price. So just want to put that out there. Um. Appreciate you. Appreciate you jumping in, Carlos. I know you got some stuff going on. Appreciate you. You're muted, Victor. I know you're talking, but you're muted. I don't know if you had a question about that. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot I muted myself. But um, uh, I think that's a, a great idea to try and invest. But how do you think the performance will end up being? Because I've seen some other cameras like Insta360 and seem like uh, yeah, yeah. At least Insta360 has a a one inch sensor. Okay, I'm glad that you said that. We're we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna answer that. Then we're gonna go right to Marcus. So DJI has already already dropped the action camera. The Insta360 camera is cool. It's it's all right for 360 footage. Um, it's not a GoPro though. I I'm just saying I think that there the the company is gonna do good for the next year. They drop a one-inch sensor GoPro. I'm buying like two of them. Like, like, they in the game. Um, DJI has already dropped the action camera this year. It's cool. It's nice. It ain't a one-inch sensor. If GoPro drop a one-inch sensor, it's game over. So I'm just saying their stock is cheap. Oh yeah. If you yeah. can get in at the low. They drop this camera. Go. They're gonna say right. GoPro's back. That stock may go up to twenty twenty five dollars. 
off a three dollar investment. That's all I'm saying. That's, mm-hmm. I just that's oh, just yeah. you know I'm not I'm not certified to give you guys any type of stock trading crap or none of that. I'm I'm just I'm normally watching things that I know about or care about. You know what I'm saying? There's certain companies that I'm like, mm, I should have got in on Insta360 back in the beginning um, when they dropped a few. There's a few products that I know is like, okay, these are game changers. So just real briefly, I'm going to give you guys uh, two times in my life that I missed out on stocks. And some of you have heard these stories before. The first time I was working at Circus, uh, Circus City, we were all getting Christmas bonuses. My friends, these some guys that I just knew, they were like, we're going to buy this stock for this company that's coming out uh, with satellite radio for your car. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. One, nobody's going to ride around with a freaking satellite dish on their car. Two, nobody's going to pay for radio. It's free. This is stupid. They bought XM Radio. For $2.91 a share. 90 days after it launched, the stock price was $91 a share. I took my bonus money and put sounds in my car. They took their bonus money, bought stock, and bought them new cars. That was the first time I missed out on it. So, and I felt stupid because it was too late. The second time I missed out on it, I was working for Singular, Singular Wireless. And some guys said, we're going to invest in this company that makes this product called Bluetooth. I was like, that's stupid. It's a, it, it's a wireless device. I was like, who wants a wireless device for your wireless device? How lazy do people have to be where they don't want to hold their phone up to their head? That's stupid. This company called Bluetooth just got a deal and they're going to license it to everybody. They're going public. Stock was like a dollar a share. 90 days later, it was like 150 a share. A few employees quit because they made that much money. So those are two times in my life where I was like, what was I thinking? Looking back, Bluetooth is everywhere. It's licensed to everybody. And people are still paying for satellite radio. And if you would have held on to the XM stock a little bit longer, I think like a year later is when they signed um, what's the uh, what's his name um, Howard Stern. A little bit later, and this and then the stock just went up even crazier. So that's all I'm saying. Just look into it. I'm not I'm not qualified to help you make any financial decisions like that. I just oh, oh, oh. I pay attention to certain stuff that I you know that I'm like hmm. GoPro stock is struggling. It's low. Well, well, I mean, uh, they really need to push out. They need to push uh, one instance because that's going to be the only way they're going to get it to to go up. Because DJI and Insta three sixty, all these others, they've been taking over, just innovating. You keep seeing the same stuff out of GoPro. It's like, yeah. okay, whatever. So one they, inch should change the game for them. They're a cheap stock, very cheap stock. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. That's the type of boost that can, even if it go from three dollars to six dollars, you just doubled your money. So let yeah. me go, let me go to um, Marcus. You up next, bro? One minute, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no. 
No, yeah. No, All right, we're good. Outside. Just because they're coming out with a sensor doesn't mean that they're going to upgrade the rest of the camera from five years ago with that model. Uh, they're, they're, so so if you their new Hero Pro 12, I think, 12 Black, has been rumored to have a one-inch sensor. Like, it's going to be in the next one. It's, they're, like, it's leaked. I'll say that. It's been leaked. So I, we, we're going to see. Go for it, Marcus. Nice shirt, by the way. I like this. Okay, I like that. Hold the phone. Marcus look like the gas man. I'm coming here to cut your gas off. I'm cutting off your natural gas with the little. He got us holding. He must want to get his sandwich. Okay, so while Marcus is going to get his sandwich, uh, and we got, uh, you know, waiting on him to get his sandwich. Oh, I don't know how to raise my hand on the phone, man. So. Oh, okay. He got it on the other chest. I and, learned from this guy named Ty Turner. You might know him. And he went from black the to boss white. Shirt. The manager white. Yes, sir. Dress whites. There you go. That's the boss. You got to have a white. If you guys search, make sure you got a white one. That's the boss shirt. Put everybody else in And room, you know. I went expensive. Super expensive. There's a place that someone recommends over at Flash Film Academy. Starts with the queen. Oh, yeah. Burrow. Oh. I went there. And it, it's a little small. We're right here it's with medium. the logo. It's all good from a distance. I don't look, so I, they're gonna fix it for free. Oh yeah, they're gonna. I don't see nothing wrong with it, but I, you know, I hear you. I don't. And I got a gray one too. Looks good to me. So th this is one of the wins. I got three different colors. Got black, which I really love. Yeah, the black one. I love the this one as the business for the CEO, and then I have gray ones for the crew. Then I'm going to get T-shirts made uh, in a few months where they can choose either the collars or the T-shirts if we're in studio or, or whatever. Um, let, let me touch on that. Let me touch on that. See, I don't do T-shirts. T-shirts is too late. It's too, uh, you know. I The two choices that I got is long sleeve or short sleeve. Very casual, very casual high-end events will do long sleeve shirts. But we do gray. I do gray the team got gray shirts. I got gray, black, and white. The team got gray shirts. So that's just, you know. But but so yeah. the the reason for that is when I get my studio after the after the uh company vehicle, right? Getting it wrapped. That's hindsight. So if they're doing studio time, working back in the warehouse, right? Here's a t-shirt you can wear. You don't have to wear the collared, you can wear this, it has crew on it. Things simpler, give them an option. But if we're doing anything nice, yeah. also got the new business cards coming in, brand new ones. Uh, I got one for me, but then I'm going to have one specifically just for the company. Um, so I have that to give out instead of just giving it, oh, you could get direct access to me. No, hey, I'm the project manager. Here's my digital business card if you want access to me. But here's my cards for this set and the third. And then um, got one more win. Uh, had an event this past weekend for a uh, foundation, um, Real Wishes Foundation. Uh, they, it's all of the realtors in the entire state did an event. It's called Dancing Like the Stars. Needless to say, there are 45 companies that were there. Real estate companies, but there were also the servicing people. Pest control, construction, home builders, government officials, you name it. Uh, the fort, 
uh, the military base, and my crew was selected to handle that. And we were decked out, not in our new shirts, our old shirts, but it's okay. But the one thing we kept getting was, you're super professional. You're super this. They were looking for the photographer. My photographer has photographer written on the back. Videographer. They know to leave me alone. (laughs) I had uh, my photo lieutenant uh, just in a gray shirt. They didn't know what it was. So that's the boss. However, no one really asked her a lot of questions. They came to me. So in that, blew the, the client away. About to make a post tagging 47 different businesses right now. About to edit a whole bunch of stuff tonight. Um, already gave off the, the client um, examples. But what I love what you said, Ty, was the uh, snapshots of the footage. I'm going to add that in to another post for them so they can see that. Uh, so that was just you you should have done gym alert. Oh my goodness, alert. Because <laughs> now if I'm if I'm the client, that is the standard. Because now when they get the script, okay, well, this is this. And then if they want to do revision, well, this goes with this. Okay, great. That was spectacular. It, but it's, it's the video equivalent. Remember how I say take pictures and send a few to the client so they can be like, wait, you just you just took it's a it's the video equivalent to that. So implementation, right? This has been my kick. Uh, following up has been one. Uh, implementation has been two. Um, so now I'm really kicking my butt because if, if y'all don't know, uh, there's a guy named Ty Turner that gave me a happy birthday wish. Uh, not recently. Uh, appreciate you. But I went on my first vacation um, in my entire life. And I'll tell you, I had a real in-depth conversation with myself as an owner. And after that, I had a long conversation of uh, a certain conversation I paid a lot of money for, in my opinion, with a guy named Ty Turner of uh, two biscuits and and uh, an upcut uh, about niching down um, and implementing stage one, stage two, and stage three focusing on what we need to do and in that there was some books that were recommended which kicked my butt over the last couple of days which one um, which one did you start on just curious so i'm still on traffic secrets okay. um however that was recommended to me by dave grumble he's a digital marketing agency titan um i've been reading that but when I heard the third book that I specifically asked you about, I was like, I don't even need to read the book. I know exactly what I need to do, but I am going to be reading that book right after this. Uh, the third book that I will not name, I'll let you do that one. Uh, I won't steal your thunder. You can name it. However, needless to say, clarity is required for a CEO. Um, and then I heard this quote today that really changed everything is success favors the action. Success favors action. So if you're not doing, there's a scripture I love, as as y'all know, is faith without works is dead, but success favors action. When I heard that different onion layer of that, yeah, 
needless to say, got to be about that, about that action. Let me tell them the three books I told you, because they've, they've heard if, if they're you've heard them before. I've said it before. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one book that I tell people that's life. Three. These three books are life changing. Let me just be real. If you got Audible, go get these three books. They will just change just everything, bro. I'm telling you. One, and it's End of Jobs, right? It's my favorite book of all time ever because it prepares you for the world. This is When you read this book and you realize this book was written pre-pandemic, you're going to be like, how did they know? How did they know? How did they know this was coming? Read End of Jobs. Number two is the $100 startup. Um, and number three is that one thing. That one thing helps you realize what one thing you need to focus on in life to achieve everything. No more multitasking. No more doing three, four things. What is the one action I need to do to change what all this stuff? It, it'll help you develop. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. And dig down to say, oh. This is what I need to focus on to get that. Don't focus on that. Focus on this. So if you're like, where do I start? What do I do? How do I? It's so much that I want to go read that one thing. It's one of my favorite books. All that's under uh, the tie list of Blasphemy Academy. But three great life-changing books. Get the audible. Listen to them. Go for it, Marcus. So I had a mentor. This man is uh, a single only breadwinner, let me say that, uh, only breadwinner in his family in today's age, right? Kind of like you, right? Um, I know you got a girlfriend and, and, and you know, other things on the side. Uh, you like Whoa, to keep your options. I got nothing on the side Pass. of my girlfriend, our business. Now you're trying to get me killed. You passing like Stockton. Got uh, it. Yeah. I'm um, trying to get me <laughs> you know how to get it in. The views um, and opinions so. expressed here is not those of Flash Film Academy. But is those of the player better known as Marcus? He will edify your pursuits and create media. Life later on from him. Play a player. And if you don't like him in a black shirt, he will show up in a white shirt. If you don't like the white shirt, what's the other color you said you got? Gray? Gray. He'll show up in a gray shirt or a t-shirt. Edifying pursuits. Okay, there you go. You got it. That's Take that off the podcast. <laughs> I do not give you permission. <laughs> All million people listening. We're, we're so um, in that, he told me this dude's making over 250000 by himself in the middle of nowhere, right where I live at. And I'm like, it didn't click because I was young and stupid, right? Before 30, right? When, when you're underneath 30, you're no offense, you're dumber than days long, unless... You're hanging out with people who make a lot more money than you. He was the only person that I knew that made a lot more money. And I didn't have a lot of access to him like I do now. And I had this epiphany today is real leaders actually read. Real wealthy people actually read. Um, there's a guy I follow, another guy I follow on uh, um, YouTube. And he said he would spend three to four hours reading in a bookstore. And I'm like, hold up, pause, wait. Ty said something about reading. 
And then I began down the memory banks and I'm like, he mentioned this book, this book, this book. I go to your tie list of your recommendations and things. And I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, okay. So, um, to all my business owners out there, here's one from you before the after show, good old fashioned throat punch. If you're not reading, if you're not listening to audible books, you are taking a 12 gauge shotgun to your big toe. You are all the action in the world is not going to help you if you're doing the same thing day in, day out. You have to do action with also your mindset. You have to work this. The action needs to be here because the same set of stuff, the same information that you've had for the last five years is not going to get you to the next point. To become the multimillionaire like Ty wants to be, like I want to be, like Luke wants to be, I'm just naming off a couple people, like Carlos already is, right? Their person who they were when they started the business to the person who they are now, it's a, li- it's, a, it's a lifetime of change. But it's through discipline of mind, body, and soul. And the truth of that is until it clicks for you personally, you're not going to, to get it. It clicked for me today. And now I understand the person whom I need to become. Hence, I think it was because I, I moved 5,700 pounds of cement blocks yesterday, Ty, for my workout by myself, what you, what loading you, and unloading. But you training to fight Rocky? Uh, Rocky already done, Balboa. Oh, okay. He, he done. He old. You got to fight the Russian, uh, no. the Russian or something? Like some... Raised gardens. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, to, to dumb it down, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the broke people I know don't read. They read headlines. They watch TikTok videos. They heard about whatever. The people I know who are well off are readers. That's if if I can break down the most simplest area of success versus not success. The broke people I know complain about everything. They 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 bitch about pricing. They mad about oh this is used to be I used to be able to go here. And the people I know who are successful go through books, whether it be audio book or you actually read. Period. I cannot make. It. I cannot make it no clearer than that. Broke people just read headlines, maybe a magazine. They they are they they can tell you what's on Netflix. They can tell you what's on Amazon, Hulu. They can tell you about all the gossip. They can tell you about Melly Mel mixtape and Eminem disc. They can tell you about all the drama oh, and what's going on with celebrities' life. They don't read nothing. The people who are successful, who are changing, who are growing, who are building wealth are book readers. I, there's no, I can't dumb it down for you no more simple than that. So if you are, for me, like I said, I started replacing music with audiobooks when I'm getting in the car. I, my air, my AirPods is in my ear. I'm listening to an audiobook or a podcast. And I started replacing shoot em, booty, booty, shake, shake with let me explain how to make content that'll blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So I, it, when I say my life changed, nothing has changed my life like books. When I die, they better bury me with a book. What I, book? I don't know yet. That's a good question. It's going to be an audio book. 
bury me with some AirPods till the battery run out. So I'm, I, I cannot, like, there is no other plain, simple, straightforward, no BS answer. If you read, you grow in. If you're not, you're not. So you got to, you got to, you know, you got to look at what's designed to entertain you. Like, like, you know, we need dumb people in this world. Somebody got to flip a burger. Somebody got to drop a fry. Somebody got to greet people and, and mop. We need dumb people in this world. In this world. Let's just be real. And there's no, there's no way to sugarcoat that. I'm just choosing not to be one of them. Because I don't need to be entertained all day. I, I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to, you know, when I see people in nice cars, I don't get mad at them. I get mad at me. Because I got five fingers. They got five fingers. We got the same thing. I just got to figure out how to get there. Whether they inherited, I'm still ain't, I'm still not mad at them because they grandfather did the work or whatever. Even a lot of people who inherit money, they're not stupid. They they just been brought up to keep it. Like they just been around people to show them the ropes. Where I I wasn't, so I got to read about it. So I'm always reading. I'm always trying to understand different aspects of life and business. I'm always trying to learn from from those who are successful and not just people who want to talk. A lot of people around you want to talk. I, you know what I mean? Broke people tell me, oh, I ain't a Bentley. <laughs> you don't know. You wouldn't know. Just, you know, they can tell you about how to get rich. And all you got to do is buy low and sell high. Get out of here, guys. Read a book. Trust me. Um, real quick, there was a question that came up. Amino um, asked about the material of the shirt. Um... He was asking about the material of the shirt. I, I tell people always go with sport, sport style materials like nylons and stuff because they don't shrink. I don't do no cotton. Cotton, your junk will be faded, shrinking. I do a nylon style material. Um, I like the sport polos, me personally. So if you it, it may be a little more. I think they're like the cotton ones, the cotton ones be like 24, the nylons be like 34. Get that nylon one, get the higher quality one. Um and It'll last forever. So I just want to say that real quick. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cause it was up there. That's that. Uh, with that. All right, Crichton, you 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 got some. It came on pretty good. Crichton's posting this. His food got me hungry. Now I'm about to leave about here and go get me a steak. Appreciate it. You putting meat in front of fat people. You ain't right. Now I got this. I got a show to do. How I'm supposed to uh, do the rest of my show without thinking about that. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, 
straight um, up food here too. Right. You go, you know, it's the perfect. So whenever I'm cooking every Wednesday, that there is when I'm making. Okay. I ain't mad at you. Maybe when I'm about to light the grill up. Yeah, shoot. It is what it is. <laughs> Luke eating all y'all eating. It's okay. I'm hungry. It's cool. Exactly, man. I ain't showing you nothing. <laughs> sandwiches coming later. Look, see? Yeah, you know, look, look. Victor eating. All y'all eating. Okay. Put cases on every fact, one of you. I, I put go cases there so on. often. <laughs> the, the guy gave me two free steaks today. Out of here. Put cases on so. every one of y'all. Y'all gonna be making lens caps for for the cheapest okay, lens. To, right, I'm putting y'all y'all eating. Okay, it's okay. All right. I see what this okay, is. Denzel. Y'all can't even talk. All right. <laughs> y'all gonna be making neck straps for Fuji cameras when I finish with all y'all. Fuji, y'all gonna be shooting Nikon, right? Y'all gonna be shooting Kodaks when I finish with you. You gonna be wearing Polaroid T-shirts when I finish with you. (laughs) So I don't know how to raise my hand uh, with Zoom on the phone. So hey, your your hands not raised, buddy. Your hands not raised. No, I'm joking. Go ahead. All right. Um, So couple small little wins so I, I do have a b2c component i, I know i'm uh, i'm the devil uh started getting our first sales for the new school year coming through with that uh that's always a nice nice feeling uh, went shot for one of the local tv stations last week well i, I no sorry i didn't shoot i was directing and uh that was kind of a neat deal so you know subcontractor for a contracted company you know but Hey, you know, it, it's uh, the, the check goes to the business. That's so, right. I like that. Small little win. And yeah, that, that there is what I got. Oh, and then uh, today's first day of school for uh, for a lot of people. So uh, I'm not going to be staying on late. Got, got, got to make sure everybody's uh, ready for school come morning. So that's what I got. And you got steak. And I got steak and Al Groton potatoes and some green beans. All right. That's been our time. To d- no, I'm joking. <laughs> Let me go to somebody that's not eating. <laughs> go back to Mark. All right, when? Mark, let's go back to Mark. Let's go back to Mark. Hey, I'm not eating yet. I just, I'm almost done cooking. See, see y'all don't get to see. All, all I'm saying is the community saying throat punch to Ty because Ty's not eating. They, they see everybody. Eat in the bag. Every, eat in the bag. Eat. They don't see that there's. In the in the zoom, see if you're not if you're not on the zoom in the chat window, it's a big old piece of steak. I got to scroll up, so I ain't got to. Somebody say something in the chat, so I ain't got to see that crap because I got to scroll up. Okay, okay. Mm. I'm try to do do is that do, glue do or is that good good do, steak? Do fat people like that? You all cold. Um. Anyway, no, I like some steak. Anyway, that remind me two years ago. When, when Jim was here, we got steak. And when Carlos and them, we was back in Vegas. Not this year. We tried, but we had on the wrong outfit. Next year, we're going to be prepared. But I was going to say, we have to be prepared. We're we going to be prepared. Look, next time. We'll be prepared not to get kicked out this we, time. We are going to do our work shirts, our work polos, and like some khakis or something. We're going to be prepared. I think that's how we do it. Craig, yep. don't, you know, Craig, don't you get on here with that video with some steak, man. You think you're slick. But <laughs> you're all cold. You got that look on your face. Um, so yeah, uh, who else had wins? Uh, Luke, go for it, bro. I got a little win. Um, so I've been meeting with people from my BNI group and uh, I met with this home inspector. We were talking about some shit and, uh, we were talking about his marketing guy and how bad his marketing guy sucks and like looking at his profile and then pretty much out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, so like, I'm gonna just give you 10 grand to like show my partners that this 
works. He's like, you think you can do something with that? I'm like, yeah, I think I could probably do something with that. I'm all, he's all, I could give you content too. I'm like, well, that would, that might also help. Like if you give me a bunch of videos from your sites that I don't have to go out there, that could also help. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could see about doing that. That's a, that's a good client right there. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, all right, out of nowhere, bet. So um, we're working on that for him now. We're going to have a fun little like bullshit meeting with his partners because he knows that they don't, they're not into social media after the marketing guy that they hired in house, like sucks dick and costs like <laughs> 50 grand a year or something, 40 grand a year. He's like expensive for what he, he's not like getting paid very good, but he's expensive for not making them any money. You know what I mean? Like, let me, bro. Let me get my button ready. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, I'll just take that, I'll take that, uh, that 40, 40, 50 from you. And, uh, yeah your button ready because i do it on accident but uh the the uh so yeah he he basically said he wanted to do that um he actually he actually wants to pay it out of his personal part pocket as one of the partners so that was like i was like wow okay let me uh, ask you let me ask you a question though because i'm hmm. i'm gonna tell you what why i'm gonna say this do you think like what what, what do you think made him feel comfortable coming to you like that was it was it you know to take charge like confidence of hey this is what we need to do this is what you're doing wrong let me show you how to what do you partially think? that but it's also partially the fact that he met with me after probably four or five weeks of listening to my weekly bni presentations mm. um, and i also met with a guy in the group who he kind of works with a lot the solar guy because like he does all the inspections for that solar guy's company so um i met with that guy and that guy was like you should meet with this dude um and after that, he was willing to meet with me and sit down with me. But I think it was it was after a couple of the different presentations where I really called out companies like that, where it's like, you guys just don't do anything on social. Like you're just you're trying, but you're not doing shit. Um, and you're missing a lot. And yeah, you're missing you're missing a lot of opportunity. And not only that, you're just making yourselves look bad, putting like links to blogs that are broken and stock photos and stuff like that. Like, no, nobody wants to see that. Nobody actually wants to see that as a client. They want to see whatever the hell you do, you know, not e even if it's like phone videos or whatever, they want to see what you do, like for real, what you do. Um, and so I think it was that a little bit. Um, I think it's the fact that we specialize in uh, construction and trades. So he felt really comfortable as someone who, you know, used to be a contractor, used to be a project manager. A lot of inspectors are like former construction guys, um, like project managers and the like, foremen, those sort of dudes. And so he he felt really comfortable with that in terms of he felt like the marketing guy he has and a lot of other people he's talked to just didn't really know anything about the industry, don't really know anything about what the clients are looking for. So I think it's mostly niche. It's mostly the fact that like he recognizes clients that we've worked with, um, like recognizes names that we've worked with, and that he also um, has listened to our presentation over and over in the BNI group because I tried to reach out to him cold before. Um, or out to that company cold before and never gotten anywhere with it. Um, so I think it's part of the whole BNI thing. And like, he's encouraged to work with me for the BNI group because that makes it look good. You know what I mean? Um, he's actually trying to convince me to join the chapter leadership right now. And I'm like, you're crazy. I haven't even finished the like starter passport thing that you have to finish in 30 days. I'm like, bro, I didn't even finish the thing in the 30 days. Like a, they, I made the president reset my 30 day timer. So I didn't get kicked out of the like online stuff. Um, Roger, I'll answer your question in a second. I was going to um, say that was a good question. But go I'll ahead. answer Roger's question in a second. But 
Um, yeah, so that's kind of how it all came about. Um, and it's really crazy because I've never had anyone like straight up offer me like an amount of cash over five grand like that just out of nowhere, like, no, take it. And I'm like, bro, I need to draw up a contract and a proposal and stuff. I need to figure out what I'm going to do with this. Hold on. Like you gave me the number. Now I need to figure out how I make that number into a ad set for you. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it kind of, you know, I think it kind of like, fucked my world up a little bit because I was like oh yeah you can really build a reputation with people where they're just like take my money yeah and I, it's like seriously to fuck to me I feel like when you specialize in something and you speak confidently about it and you go in and kind of what I was talking about earlier you take charge and say this is what we're going to do this is what we can do for you people will say here you you solve the problem of pain you know you're, you're putting your thumb on that pain point even yep. even if you're yep. not directly talking to them because others are in the BNI group and you're putting your thumb on a lot of pain points in there, people are like, hey, yeah, this guy know what he's talking about. Let's do it. And and that's that's you know, that's the importance of knowing your niche and having the ability to speak confidently about what you do and can do for those who need what you offer. Hmm. It's just like here, just take it. Let me answer a couple of questions from the chat and then I'll get the rest yep. of my wins. The get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> not major Mr. Census, but um, all right. So, Roger, what is BNI Business Networking International? It's super culty, it's crazy, it's culty, it's strange, but it fucking works. Like, I'm a numbers guy, and I look at the numbers, and they provide a lot of numbers that allow you to kind of look at what their group does for the average person. Go ahead, Ty. So, so real quick, for the let me just take it back a little. So, BNI is a group you join as a business owner that's local to your area. Yep. Right. And they only let certain people in the group. So they won't be two photographers or two. You know what I'm saying? They only let certain people with a, with a certain business type in the group. So one of each business type, it's non-competitive. Um, but the cooler thing about BNI is you can actually visit any BNI group anywhere in the world that you want to, either in person or uh, virtual. So if you're somewhere on vacation, like, uh, and I'll, I'll bring you with me, Ty. I'm going to go to one in Vegas next year for NAB. And I'll bring you with, I'll bring as many of you guys as they'll let me bring with me. Um, and we'll go and visit that BNI group because I want to. Um, but you can go to any of them, virtual or otherwise. And there's like networking events that are regional and statewide and like uh, national. You can meet all kinds of people. And if you can provide services like we can remotely, then you have a whole crap load opportunity in that Um thing but yeah it's a group you join it's virtual or in person usually they're in person uh this one isn't but most of them are and uh you pay to join them which leads me to ransom's question he said 800 dollars here in his area made him realize he needs to get his shit together honestly it's a good price because i just paid 1200 so um but you get you, but if, just think about it you, you it's almost like a chamber of commerce a little bit but you get access to remember we do b2b you get access to a lot of business owners who immediately trust you because one you're part of the group you're immediately in the in crowd so it's networking sometimes they say you can't pay for networking well this is a situation where you can because now you're, you're in the in crowd and then you have no competition yeah and so uh, one of the really cool things about that is they actually check everybody's references so you can go ahead and sit down with them and like dig through their business and get their get get their references and everything yourself but um 
it's kind of easier because you know that the people in there aren't skeevy, that they could provide a couple references that they didn't have any reviews online that made them look like they're scammers. You know what I mean? They check you out. Um, like they actually did call my references. Um, Mino asked 800 once or periodically. It's yearly. Um, my renewal is cheaper than 1200 I think it's like 750 So your renewal is usually cheaper than your one-time uh, joining fee. That's how they keep you in. Because if you go out and then come back in, it's more to join each time and you might lose your spot. Let me ask you a uh, question. How many clients have you gotten from your BNI? So this is the first one. Okay. Because I know um, other but I've only been in it a month. You've only been in it a month. I know other people have posted clients. Like if you got a client from BNI, um, post it in the chat. If you if you got it, because I know a few other people said, hey, we joined and got clients. A few people got clients. Yeah. BNI. Um, I think it's harder the more you charge to get a client from a BNI group. But again, once you find the right fit, they're like, here's 10 grand. And you're like, all right, I can work with this type of thing. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's a little bit of, uh, I'd say there's a curve, like a like a startup curve. You have to kind of warm everybody up to you. And, you know, I've met with eight people in the last month that I've been in BNI. So if that gives you like an idea of how, much time you need to devote to it. You know, I've bought everybody lunch or coffee, whatever we went for. Like, I, you know, I'm not stingy, dude. Like I, I treat clients like they're clients. We go to, we go to the fanciest restaurants in town. We like, we do it up. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you want champagne for the table? You want this? You want that? Like I, I do it up for people. And that has an effect for sure. That has an effect on like the type of client I attract and how people perceive me in the group. But yeah, it's, I mean, people get to know you and they get to know where you're at. And the cool thing is there's a lot of people in there who are just starting out. So if you are just starting out and you go into BNI, as long as you have a niche and a website and an idea of what you do and a portfolio and a couple of clients that you can use as references, probably like two clients that are happy with you that you can use as references, you're in the game, you know, and you could be year one, you could be in your first five months. If you've landed two people, even beta clients that you can use as references that are happy with you then you can be in the game in BNI and uh, basically get uh, like a accelerated access to people and accelerated access to other people's network and trust and all that. Like, like Ty said, you can kind of buy a network of people. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's really interesting because I really didn't take it very seriously at first, but I think there's some power in it. I think there's some cultiness as well. And I wouldn't get too caught up in their like weird rhymes and their like their rhymes and uh, uh, euphemisms and stuff that they say. Like I wouldn't get too caught up in their education and podcasts. I don't think any of it's very good. Um, yeah, the meetup times are like 8 a.m. Sorry, Ransom, but you got to get up, bro. Um, that's why I do virtual because my ass can roll out of bed, throw a polo on and go like this. And I'm like, all right, what's up? Um, so like, you know, it's that, that works, uh, that works in a virtual setting. It doesn't work in person. Um, but yeah, they're like 8am. Some of them started 11. Uh, there's some that started 11, but you know, it's, uh, it just is what it is, bro. You get off work at midnight, dog crash out for like six hours, pop up and hop on a virtual one. I'm telling you, bro, this shit ain't for the week. Like, this, this shit is not for the week. But when you land them clients that's getting you away from that job, you're going to be like, Whew. Cause you Well, gonna, and that's kind of the point. It's like, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, I said, I said you're going you're gonna to burn both ends of the candle until you get the business rolling. 
Yeah. And even once you're full time in it, you very well may burn both ends of the candle until you get enough people in place that you can step a little bit back. Um, and so I, yeah, that's something I'm experiencing right now. I'm needing people, but BNI is also great because they're helping me to find people to hire. Um, and they're helping connect me with people who are looking to do what I do, um, and are not as good. And they can recognize like, Hey, you, you're this far, you know what I mean? If it starts here and ends here, they're like, Hey, you're this far. And there's people back here who like, could you hire them? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, I'm actually going to try and meet with this nonprofit to try to get some interns and some other shit. Cause like I need bodies, I need bodies bad. Um, but anyway, I need bodies that give a shit about media anyway, or social media, one or the other. Anyway, that's that win. Um, that's enough about BNI, but, uh, fucking yeah, it's, it's great, dude. Like I'm really happy with BNI so far. I'm going to go after some of the other people in the BNI group. Um, I'm super stoked about it. Like, I think it's working well for me this fast. And I think that by this time next year, I'll be pretty happy with it as long as I keep pushing on it. Um, and so, yeah, that that's that win. And then my other win is that I have, I got to shoot in a studio for like a psych wall studio for the first time. So, um, I've like been on shoots in a psych wall studio, but I've never gotten to do one for a client. And so we did one for one of our long-term clients recently. Um, and that was dope. Uh, I found it took me a really long time. It was like a pain in the butt to find the people and the location and, um, like writer strikes, but also contracts that have been in place since pre writer strike. Um, so a lot of the film studios here are kind of like hard to access. A lot of them don't have like a full psych setup. Um, and the ones that do are really expensive. And so I found these guys, they just, they just opened up and they were willing to give me a good rate and in exchange for a little bit of like, um, like behind the scenes stuff. Like they wanted to use some of my behind the scenes footage and my behind the scenes photos. And I was like, yeah, you're fine. Everything's talent released. Like you can use it. I don't care. Um, I was like, just credit me somewhere, somehow. Um, so I'm going to send them watermarked stuff. But anyway, they hooked it up. I won't talk about the rate they gave me out of respect, but they're cool guys. Um, and they have a 12 by 12 site wall, uh, which I guess I could show. Uh, hold on. So, yeah, I could show it if you want. Um, See if it lets you. Uh... I was going to say it's not letting me right now. Oh, all right, let's try now. Yes. Okay. Um Sorry for whatever's on my screen. I don't even know at this point. Okay, there we go. Awesome. So that's one. That's kind of just my PA standing by it. Um, it's really not that big, but just having the light grid set up and like being able to walk in, switch on the lights on the iPad and like set up and roll was just choice, like super choice. Um, it made me want a psych wall. And what's really cool is that they're going to hook me up with their contractor that built this and he built it for a lot less than Jim's. Um, I'll put it like that. Like what Jim said, I was like, Ooh, that's expensive. And then this guy's price, I was like, Oh, are you serious? I could do that right now. Um, like, like this guy built the psych wall for less all in than it costs to bend the fucking wood Damn. for Jim way less all in like half as much all in like ty you know you know what range i'm talking about it's i was like whoa 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 how'd you do that and he explained the whole thing to me and i was like i fucking love you guys i was like i got you bro like <laughs> i'm gonna tell you so there was a guy i had talked to a while back that that built um 
He built skateboard ramps. And they brought him in to build a sidewalk because he was cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So here's another one. That's the uh, character. Okay. I don't want to. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Here's another one. Um, just like the teleprompter set up. And the psych wall, we had to drop a lot of sound blankets because it was really, you can see the warehouse that it's in. It was really echoey in here. So we had to drop some sound blankets. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty Ransom, fun. You tell it to yourself, bro. You tell it to yourself big time, Ransom. I ain't going mean, to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing because I don't know nothing about nothing, but I'm just saying, you tell it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was saying. No comment. Yeah, no comment. No nope. comment to that, Rans. No comment. No comment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, that's anyway. Psychwall, I think there's one more here. Yeah, I just need to turn the volume off on it. All right. So, yeah, we had some, like, weird props and shit over here. Um, oh, there's a dope-ass bank vault in the back. I'm going to use that what for a shoot. Foam. So you could just pick it up and, like, like I could throw it at you, Ty. It's not even heavy. It's, that's, like, that's pounds. Cool. Yeah, I love that thing. Um, but anyway... Uh, I like their setup. It's all uh, aperture lights, all Amaran, which helps me because I use all aperture lights. And so Citus Link, I can I can throw lights up on stands down here or add them to the grid, and then I can Citus Link my shit right into their iPad or uh, link my iPad to their grid either way. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, no, it's all uh, it was all very 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 fun. I think I might have. Did I get behind the scenes from the other part of it? I don't think so. Here, watch. Oh, no. Uh, there we go. Yeah, so this is just another behind the scenes. This actor flew in from Ohio, and I didn't know it until she got there, and I felt really bad. Because I, I, like I, I talked her down sick on the travel stipend, and then I found out she was coming from like another state, and I was like, oh, oh. ouch. I, I like how she got the feet protectors on. I know a lot oh, of yeah, so that's one thing. don't. That's one thing with this psych wall is that uh, with the way it's constructed, you do have to wear the booties mm -hmm. and you can't really wear like heavy work boots or anything or put anything. Like we had to tennis ball everything that went on the psych wall, not even just stands, but like our props too. Like any prop that touched the floor of the psych, we had to tennis ball it, um, which was mildly annoying because it adds special effects I have to do. But yeah. Those booties, I mean, I now have a box of those booties because of this. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, here, let me. The, the, there's a place that I rent locally. They just repaint it every month. Yeah, that's what he does. So he just repaints it. But because um, of the construction materials, honestly, if you don't wear the booties, I think it would wreck the material a little bit. Because, like, it is not nearly as solid as other sites that I've been on. Because it's not, it's not the standard type of plaster that you would normally see on a psych wall um so yeah i i liked it but here watch and then i'm gonna interject to mr ransom all i'm gonna say is i don't even know what was said as i was doing something else all i got is this well all i know is, why, is something happened why would you need, why would you need that marcus because y'all the views and opinions expressed here is not the whole so flash from academy or tie turn all right <laughs> just all right, we got a little bit more. Just we got a little bit more. This is my last one. Oh no, not Photoshop. No, we're not gonna do that. No, and no, it's no, sponsored no. by photo. No, it's not. We're not sponsored by get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. We're sponsored by, by, by here. Film. I don't even right. deserve it. 
Um, no, good. Okay, well, there's the photo. They don't, we're not mentioning their name again. They don't deserve it. Uh, but yeah, so there's the photo. This is this other soundproofed set that they have. They have a bunch of sets. I didn't take enough pictures or I can't find them or something. I think I took a video inside there, but I can't find which one it is. Oh yeah, there it is. All right, I'll airdrop that to myself real quick. Where, where's a uh, ransom at? Uh, Here you go. FBI, open up! Um, and then this is just that same set. But yeah, dude. Like a little soundproofed. Um, you can see there's sound panels on the walls on either side. Uh, I didn't get the soundproof tiles on the ceiling, but that was dope. They have like the soundproof tiles uh, instead of the regular white crappy tiles. But yeah, this place is actually like perfect. It's perfectly sound deadened. There's no echo. There, there's no reverb. There's no noise. There's nothing in here with the door closed. So that was wicked. And then this is the inside of the warehouse. So they have a bunch of sets um, set up over here. You can kind of see them to the side, but they have a bunch of different like rooms, room sets set up over here that you can rent. And uh, I'm planning to use those in the future. Is this the whole video? God, I'm terrible at making behind the scenes videos. Yeah, there's a there's a place that we rent out here. It got a psych wall and has, actually you can pull a car into it. It was pretty dope. Yeah, so I, that was one more thing I was going to say from that video I just showed is that uh, it has two bay doors that are 40-foot bay doors. Mm -hmm. So you can pull a car or an RV in, although the RV on the 12 by 12, you'd only be able to fit like the front half of it onto there. Um, but you can definitely pull a car onto it. Like I, I definitely would have been able to park my sedan on there for sure, for sure. Maybe not like a full-size truck, but like a sports car, muscle car, sedan, that sort of thing. Cooper sedan, you could probably get away with it, park it on there. Um, but yeah, it's cool to be able to pull in. Like I like that we can pull a van in, pull a truck in, unload, pull it back out. There's actually enough room to park it in there mm -hmm. if we want it to. And the doors are angled right so we can back straight in and not run over the psych wall. So yeah, That's cool good. little wins, super fun. I love shooting in a studio. Like you said, it's great to have a local person, a local guys that, uh, have that set up and we'll let you use it for relatively cheap. I think we paid less than 10% of what an actual soundstage costs. So probably less than 5% of what an actual soundstage costs per day. So a lot of those guys who got those studios are struggling, man. They're, 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 they will oh, let, yeah, let no. you have it cheap. They, they let me have the whole space too. I paid for the psych wall and I got the whole space. So like I got all the sets, all the props, all the, any stands or any lights that I needed and like the whole fucking space, like rain of the entire space. So I could have pulled like 10 cars in there and been a real dickhead about it. Like they wouldn't have cared. So I always pull I, my van in. So I ain't got to go out. Especially yeah, in Texas. I my car in. Yeah. So I pulled my car in cause it was 105 degrees mm -hmm. and there are hella crackheads out there by the highway, by that bridge. So I was just like, well, uh, I'm gonna pull my car in here. And my PA, I was like, yeah, you're gonna have to leave your truck outside. Sorry, there's not enough room. Uh, but Cold <laughs> I told them not to leave anything in there, though. Where's my, um, uh... No, he was cool. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's sound dope. Yeah, Carlos, that was for the adult films, for sure. Oh, he missed that part. Uh, TMI, TMI. Yeah, Carlos, that was for the adult films, for sure, for sure. Um, for sure, for sure. But yeah, dude, very fun, very interesting. That's actually the one thing you're not allowed to film with there is adult films. They have it on their terms. If you do that, 
they'll ban you and charge you a cleaning fee that I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to know what they've had happen a, a bio, what they think could happen. Yeah, like a biohazard but disposal. Fee. Adult films is Airbnbs is having that problem right now. Yep. Airbnbs yep. having a big problem with that. Hotels used to, but you know, is what it is. Who we got up next? Rodney and Val. Which one y'all speaking? Can I pick which one speak? We want to hear from Val. Honestly, I want them to both speak at once. Try to compete. I'll, I'll go last. Let, let Val go. I want, I want to hear Val. We heard enough of Rodney. Let Val go. <laughs> Rodney, we do need proof of life, though. Yeah. At least yeah. from you, if not from <laughs> Val. At least from you, bro. I was down in your hood shooting this video I was just showing, and no proof of life. No mm-hmm. proof of life. Dang, look, you just Neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Outside. Nah, she's she's working right now. She's working. She she's all right. She's all right. Right. Um, <laughs> whatever. I uh, how much time do I have? Just just uh, you got enough time to go for the win. How many? Uh, how much time on the wins? Are we allotted? You you uh as much time as you need to go for the win. Bro, I just screen shared for like five minutes. Right. Just do your thing, Rodney. Like. Okay. Try and be respectful. Try and be respectful. You got fifteen seconds. Uh, no, you got okay. Get as long as a Vine video. That was a lie. Peace out. <laughs> so, um, I'll, I'll put it like this. Uh, one of the things, uh, I would say probably one of the most important things, all of us that are here on this live right now and those that are listening, um, as far as what we can do is be very coachable and be very humble. Um, and the reason why I say that is just because of just some things that kind of hit when we were working on the project with a client yesterday. Uh, and there are some wins involved, uh, but things that, you know, that I think a lot of us here have either learned from Ty, uh, or other mentors or experience, um, number one, beta client, clutch move. I'll just put it like that, clutch move, and I'll explain a little bit on each of these. Um, teleprompter, clutch move. Asking for feedback from the client, extremely clutch move. And delegating things to those who are specialists, whether it be web design, logo, branding, or whatever. God, clutch. That's all I could say is clutch. Um, Beta client we're working with yesterday, one of the things you were saying earlier, Ty, is being able to to focus in on a niche, speak the language. Speak the language of the client and the industry that you're working in. Um, We... The client, they had a bad experience with somebody that was doing media production or content creation for them. They were actually hired on a staff. And let's just say that the website got hacked and things got downloaded and things that were done should never have been done. And so they were kind of recouping from that. And the website they have up now is kind of like the temporary patch for the last two years until they get a new site up. Uh, And I think they finally got somebody in there now that can do that. They just hired here recently. But one of the things that we had said to them was to let them know, like, look, first of all, we want to do all we can to help make them better. We want to do all we can to find out what your pain points are, your troubles, your obstacles, whatever that may be. We're not the ones coming in here. And I literally said this to them. We're not trying to come in here and be like, oh, we want to shoot pretty pictures and videos for you guys. That's not what we're about. We're about strategy. We're about trying to either improve your bottom line. We're trying to improve your efficiencies. The con- the content we created for you guys a year ago as a beta client, you know, have you guys been implementing that? 
And they're like, you know, well, they, they've done some of it, but they said it's been undervalued and underutilized. I shouldn't say undervalued, but it's been underutilized. I said, we want to be able to find a way that we can measure those, um, those analytics to see how has it improved your efficiency? What does it mean when you have employees that can save, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes a phone call by not having to answer the same questions every single day and simply just send out a video link to your customers, right? You can come in. Val, Val's alive. She's she's trying to come in, but she don't want to be on camera. You can come in, Val. It's okay, Ben. You're not on camera. There's no camera. There's no video. So yeah, can you say something at least to show proof of life? Because they, they keep teasing. Are you just gonna stand there and look at me and make me feel stupid? Just getting him alive. Y'all heard that, right? <laughs> no, we think it's your voice. We think right, you, we think you're impersonating. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Sir, what number blah, blah, from blah, McDonald's blah, blah, blah. do you want? Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay, because usually he like, hey, this is Val. No, it ain't. You know what's <laughs> like, up? Wow, McDonald's. I think the number Did three. Did you say that was an extra large? Yes, please. Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, so we couldn't have that conversation. And uh, yes. the the line I think I told them is that yes, we you know, they went through this person. They were. <laughs> what do you want to do, Ty? Extra large, please. Yeah, stop I'm playing. I'm just saying that's what it sounds like. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so we told us that look, we're not trying to we're not trying to come in here and be heartbreakers. We're dream makers. That, that's how we want hold to approach. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Spit that line again for the pimps in the yeah. back. Uh, excuse me. Oh. He stole that from me. Oh we all know that's, that's the truth. We, that's that that proof of life that right was, there. Hey, that was a smooth line. That's that was like that's how I got him. <laughs> First of all, they worked on him. If it, if it worked on him, it's gonna work on the client. Say it again. He said. Hey Val, you said, I said we said, didn't come in here to be heartbreakers. We came in here to be dream makers. He said it like it was his though. Like so, say it one more. <laughs> he, he he spit uh, that we game. We came like here he, to be dream makers, not heartbreakers. That's yes. right. He said it like he had the thumb out and everything. Like <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, we got we got some good head nods on that. Not just the line, but just the conversation we were having and how we can you know solve problems like look i told them i think from the like there was like four things we listed that they had been going through and i said look guys honestly i i can sit here and we can think of at least dozens if not hundreds of videos of content that we can make for y'all right now to help you and the only thing that we were there for yesterday was to do the micro content deal that we're working on so that was the first of three months that we we're working on so once we got done with that uh, or during that process i'm going to say right now having a teleprompter Watch, mind you, the client, the owner of the company, I don't, it took months to get the scripts written. I'll put it that way. It was a lot of back and forth. Uh, and that was an area of opportunity for us to kind of work on as well. And yes, we do. Um, we are beta testing Val GPT right now, Luke. Um, it's not even beta test right now. It's an alpha. But when we get ready to do a beta release, we'll let you know and put you all on the list. Dream makers, uh, not heartbreakers. Yes, that's right. Not heartbreakers, dream maker. Oh, and uh, <laughs> we, um, he, the one thing he did not want to do was have to memorize, like memorize lines. And I think I had just ordered, like, didn't we just order the, the teleprompter like a few days before he was asking about it? So it's like, hey, do you guys have a teleprompter? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got a teleprompter that we use. So, so like, real quick, teleprompter is the iPad yeah. teleprompter. Yeah, so it's the iPad teleprompter. So, there was a video that Ty had dropped a few weeks, if not maybe a month or two ago, when you were doing work, I believe, for that furniture company. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Y'all have to do some research, do some work. 
but I dropped, I think I might've made a note. She's studying French. Um, We got the same teleprompter, but we got the 12 inch. And we found the app that you were talking about that is voice activated. Works like a charm. It works like a charm. So so that being said, real quick, real quick, let me touch on it for those who are listening. So um, just real quick. So teleprompter, actually, I got one in front of me right now. Use your iPad below to bounce to the teleprompter. The reason why I like to use the iPad, right? Because some people may be like, oh, it's a cheap version. It's not. It allowed me to update the script immediately. If not, you're going to have a computer with a whole other TV screen. It's a lot to carry. You get the iPad teleprompter. You can get a remote for it. You can control it from your phone or you can get the voice activated app. I like yep. that better. So um, I got the one with the voice activated app, but it'll fuck you up if you're in a big room. Yes. Just be careful because if you're in a big room, there's a lot of distance from yep. the camera to the talent. I had yes. to have my, that's why my PA was on the computer because he was actually manual scrolling the teleprompter from the wireless app on that laptop. I'm going to tell you uh, the trick to that. The trick to that is get it close to the subject with a wide lens. I use like a 30, 25. Yeah. Depends. I don't want to mess their face up. They features up too much. 30, 35. Get it somewhat close to them. And then they the teleprompter can hear. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Rodney. No, no, you're good, man. You're good. Because uh, that that situation with having to redo the script actually happened. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't like to read. He did and the funny thing is, is that he found it there there were some internal things that he was working on that made it a challenge for him to be able to read the script. So he did what any smart CEO would do. And he brought in somebody else that was there on the team. And like, let's try them out and see how they work. And I'm going to say that was like the second half of the afternoon, wasn't it? So we, we were a little late getting things um, started up. So I think we started around like 8.39, like around nine o'clock, went until lunch. And then we broke for lunch, came back, did a little more work, got somebody else in there and they knocked it out in like an hour, hour and a half, like all 30 scripts done. Did it, I mean, like a boss. I got a tip for and, you. Yes. Quick tip for everybody in this situation. Always record CYA voiceovers, right? So have them read the script. Still point the camera at them. You're not doing it for camera purposes. You're doing it for video purposes, right? Have them mm-hmm. say, all right, script three, you know, this is why I do whatever. And then have them read it. Usually I do my voiceovers before we do actual talent headshots or talking right. head. Because that's when they notice that the script is jacked up or it's too wordy or it's too messed up. By making them read through it on camera and make the changes right then and there. So by the time we get it over to the teleprompter and we got the shot in front of them, it's it's put together. If you do it the other way, it's going to change and you're going to be going forever while, you, you know, while they're in front. And then, you know, it'll make the day longer. So make them do the voiceover read. And this is a CYA. I'm still pointing the camera at you. You can sit down. We're not going to light it, but I'm just recording it onto my file. You know what I'm saying? But but make them do a, a CY or a read, a voiceover read, especially if it's a script they're not familiar with. So by the time they get in front of it and they're talking into the the teleprompter, they've they yes. have some they're familiar with the script. So just well, you know, anyway. they, they couldn't be more familiar with the script since they're the one that wrote it. Yeah. I, I still have that people, being said, they'd be messing yeah. up. <laughs> you be like, oh and, and that's the thing. No, you don't you don't hear it. Like when you write stuff, you don't hear yes. the way it sounds when, yes. when you it out loud, you're all, oh, that sounds like crap. Like exactly. He wrote a couple of scripts crap. on the spot for that reason. So I Ex- well, here's the thing is that when he the the reason why we had well, he did, but I'm glad he did, because like we were thinking, like Valerie's main my, Valerie's main concern was he is cool with us on Zoom. He's cool with, with us when we're talking in person. But apparently when he gets on camera and there's equipment in front of him, 
he clams. And it's not that he clams up, it's just there's a different energy. And there were some internal things that he was having, you know, like he was explaining to us. And it, it literally got to a point where I was like, look, we don't want to sit here and have a 20, 30 minute, you know, psychologist, psychiatric couch session with you to try to figure this out. But I mean, that's what it takes. Cool. But what is it? What's going on? And so that's when we finally had somebody else come in. And um, even when he was just reading, it was just the energy. Even when he would sit down in his office, he would just read it, right? Because we even did like the close, because keep in mind, these are going to be um, a more than likely TikTok, uh, Reels kind of type of videos, like anywhere from 30, about 45, 50 second um, tips for like roofers or in the roofing industry for clients to be able to like utilize like, hey, this is what I should look for when I'm choosing a roofer. This is what should happen, you know, expectation wise uh, when they come over and do a roofing project. So you're going to have the person on screen with some graphic overlays and things like that. So he's going to have to be on screen for a little bit. But it just wasn't it just wasn't working. Uh, <laughs> believe me, we tried everything we could. Finally got to the point. There were a few things that we had to work on. Thankfully. For you, Ty, and everybody else in here, when you talked about having to do the teleprompter and change it right on site on the fly, we literally had to do that. And it was an issue, and I'm going to take 100% um, responsibility on this one. I was supposed to send Valerie, I think, the scripts the night before, which we ended up, it was a late night. I didn't go to bed until like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And we had to be there, I think, at 7. So we got there. I got her the scripts copied over from the drive. And apparently, there was a different version that he had. So we got that fixed real quick, got everything updated, changed a few things here and there, and we were good to go. Um, so again, flexecution, right? Be flexible. Uh, from there, once we were done, this is where asking for feedback comes into play. And thankfully, him being a beta or them, the company being a beta client of ours, and we haven't had a relationship established, was a huge help because he kept it real. And like you said, you know, especially when money's not involved, they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you for real. And what I also said, so, hey, um, how did things, you know, after, you know, we got everything done, you know, how did things go today? You know, wait, just today? You want me to tell you how things went just today? I'm like, why are you going to make jokes, man? Why are you playing? He's like, no, 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 seriously, seriously, no, I got you. And so he went through a list of about like five, six plus things that we could have worked on, which were all nails on the head, right? We had a little bit of a late start. Uh, we had used a teleprompter maybe like two or three times before we came. So familiarity with it wasn't as well as it should have been on our part. Uh, being able to better direct and coach people and kind of give them the expectations of how things are going to go when reading the teleprompter, you know, and a few other things. And I think one big thing, and this may be niche specific, but I think it'll be a great option for whatever industry you work in. And this will be a huge validator for anybody listening. When you are reassuringly expensive, this is a good way to validate that. When you present your client, per my client's words, a plug-and-play system, a plug-and-play process, and I pretty much would call it turnkey, mm -hmm. it makes things that much easier. So instead of us collaborating back and forth on scripts, he said, look, because I, I gave him too much freedom because I was trying to be, literally, it was me just trying to be me being the nice guy and giving them room to kind of be themselves and do whatever, whatever. And that wasn't the route to go. He said, look, uh, in the future, you know, if you do something like this, come at us and let us know, like, here is, here's what we're going to do. We're doing micro content. And here are 
two or three subjects you want to work on, and here are sample scripts that you can work off of. Get these back by this time. No, there's no time to sit here and deliberate on, well, what do we want to talk about or what do we want to do? No, typically these are the these are the styles of videos or types of videos that work well in your industry. Again, we come in looking like and sounding like the expert. Um, and there's a few other things as well, but I think that alone just hit me. I'm like, wow, there's, there's going to be some work we got to do, right? And today was a follow-up on an, well, it was a meeting that we had to have today with a, um, I think I was telling you this before, Ty, um, a consultant to kind of get like our CRM and everything done with HoneyBook and get that better automated. And she referred us to a brand designer that we met with a few hours ago as well. So now because of the feedback that we got from the client, there's going to be a lot of things we're going to be implementing right now as well. Um, and how they actually reach us when we got the bait laid, right? We got the trap laid, right? No phone calls necessarily needed. Schedule that appointment right away. Don't need to do any chit chat back and forth. We can start off right away with the meet and greet, break into the discovery call. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay, thanks, baby. Um, she's actually doing some mood boards right now for the new site. So. All that being said, um, there's a reason why this community is here and other communities like it are around, the ones that are successful, the ones that don't, don't just talk about gear and aperture and all that stuff. It is so critical to really understand, and I'm not saying this to toot anybody's horn. I'm, what I will say is I'm going to say this like Ty says it. What I'm about to say, you don't know and you don't have the understanding of saying, unless you've been in it. It is imperative that you understand the business game. It is crucial and imperative because if all you can do, and granted, yeah, the client's asking us things about well, what kind of camera do you guys have? Are you guys using anything different? And blah, blah, blah. We have back and forth on that, but that, that was because of their interest. That was their priority, not ours. But to sit there and talk with them for 20, 30 minutes about business strategy, about how do we improve your bottom line? Hey, look, we know that you guys were looking at 3.7 mil last year as far as your revenue. That's, excuse me, that was your profit. And you're looking at increasing that, if not maybe almost doubling that this year. How do we do that? We understand the struggles you're going through with hiring. And you're getting people, unfortunately, sometimes that are not the best. And that's just the luck of the draw. How do we help improve that? How can we help you better filter those people? How can we maybe make hiring videos for you to help get the creme de la creme? Um, what can we do to improve efficiencies? What can we do for, to help you with your trainings? That way you, as a CEO and the, the VP or whatever the other guy is, instead of taking you away from things that are more important, right, higher brow, what can we do to put in, put in place of that for you so you can better optimize your time? And we're having a great back and forth on it. And we're asking them questions that are like, you know what? Yeah, that's a good point. You know what? As a matter of fact, we are working on that right now. And here's what we got in place. Cool. What else do we got? What else do you have that we can work on? So again, folks, learn your business, read books, listen to books, whatever it takes. It is going to be sacrificed. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when I came, when Valor and I came home, sat, we like sat down. It was a long freaking day. But I told her, I was like, this is one of the first times I think I've ever said this to her like this because it was hitting me because a lot of stuff we got had to get done this week is this is not for everybody. This business ownership situation, this entrepreneurship, 
is not for everybody. I will promise you, though, that if you're doing something that you love, that you appreciate, that you have passion for, it is worth it. That is not always going to be easy. That is not going to be easy. This is coming from Captain Optimist over here. Trust me. All right. I am Mr. Positivity, smiles and giggles all day long. I will find a silver lining in almost anything that happens. But I'm telling you, it can. It, it, it was like I literally when I had the, the talk with our consultant for HoneyBook today, it was like, wow, OK. Thank you. We had a talk with the brand designer today. It's like, OK, I, I don't want to niche down. And when she asked the question, what do you like? What industry are you guys in? I could hear time in the back of my mind right now, like, you got to focus on the niche. You got to focus on the niche. I'm like, mother, I don't want to do this. And I even slipped up, but I was like, you know, we're doing B2B. We're not doing B2C. We're working mostly with corporate people. We want to make sure we keep that in line. Our primary focus or specialization is with roofers, custom home builders, other such, that in construction. That's the industry that we're in. Uh, but we're open to B2B with pretty much, you know, with corporate, um, corporate entities in general. But and I kept on hearing you in the back of my mind, man. I was like, yeah, but you got to say, you got to say, though, man, you're focusing on the niche. And then cool. So then from there, what happens? Let's start working on doing a mood board so we can get colors, so we can start getting logo designs. Like, what do you want it to look like? How? What type of feeling do you want to give your clients? And I was like, okay, keep in mind, And then, again, this group helped us out a lot. Um, there may be there may have to be a HoneyBook breakout section, what, our session. Uh, what I'll do before we even think about that, just to give a heads up, I will send videos, like video links that helped us. And that way y'all can make a decision from there if y'all would have a more detailed breakout session. Uh, but then you start talking about like colors and all this stuff. And I told us like, look, just one thing I want to keep in mind, something I've learned, some good mentors and communities I'm in. It doesn't matter what we think the colors are. It doesn't matter what we think the logo looks like. It's got to be something that relates to the client. And I said, you probably deal with a lot of people that come in and think, hey, this is what I love to do. And this is what I think is awesome. It doesn't matter what the hill of beans if the client doesn't relate to it. It's just like, yep, that's right. And I'm like, okay, dang it. This gold membership's paying off, man. All right, it's working, it's working. <laughs> so yeah, so we 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 had a lot of revelations um, this week, you know, but it's moves in the right direction. And again, like I said, it's not for everybody. There's some investments and time. You're listening to Content and Cash. A Flash Film Academy podcast. I think I've shared some numbers with you. Um, I, I'm understanding that when it, folks, and I'm, I'm I, we are on the lower end, Val and I. But when I, when Ty is like throwing out numbers to y'all about investments he's made with mentors uh, and getting sites, you know, his website redone, um, doing consultations with whomever. We're talking some real, like, there's no reason for him to make fluff about that. Like, it is some real deep pocket investments. But I promise y'all, it is going to be so worth it. Because when somebody comes to you and comes to your site, and they're like, what the? I don't even know if I can afford to work with these people. All right, let me at least have a meeting to see what they got. And y'all come to them with the, with the, the solutions, the strategies, is talking about the business. And they hire you and you give them that quote in the proposal. Here are the two or three options. Cool. We'll take the biggest one you got. Anything else that we can add on to it? And they don't even sniff when you're talking five, six figures for, for a deal. Yeah. It'll be worth it in the end. So that, that's my rant. I apologize for the length, but I just want to share that with y'all. Thank you for your time. Val's still alive. And we're going to rock some Pat Benatar and we're out.
Peace out. Facts. Let, let me um let me add a few things onto that. Let me add a few things onto that because there's some things that are very important that you say it. One, with your with your client, when it comes to writing a script, either we're writing it or we're not. We highly recommend that we write it because we're able to help businesses like yours achieve X, Y, and Z. That's how I'm positioning my upsell of script writing. All I'm gonna do is take what they say, throw it in the chat GPT and say, give me a video script that's two minutes and 15 seconds saying this. That's my, that's my, uh, in, in, in my mind when chat GPT is loading, that's the sound it's making in my head. I forgot what robot that is. It's probably lost in space, the original. Um, but that's, that's what I'm doing. Or I'm going to Fiverr and I'm getting a script writer to write it. If you know somebody that's good with writing that want to do it, cool. But I am, I am taking that information. I am trying to understand what are you trying to achieve? What is your call to action? And I'm literally telling ChatGPT to rewrite this aimed at this audience with this call to action. And guess who the genius is? Me. Because when I send it back to them and have them approve it, they like, man, it sounds dope. Let's do it. Um, before ChatGPT, I've used writers on Fiverr consistently to do it. So it is a upsell that we highly encourage. Because, And, and you know why you're going to win that upsell every single time? Because they don't know how to even how to even format a script. They don't know how to format a script, let alone write it. So let's talk about, to make it easier, I'm going to ask questions to help me understand the purpose of this content. I'm going to get the vital information from you and we're going to write it. Yeah, if you do you know how to format a script? You don't. Then you may want to check that first box and pay that $9.99 so that we can write the script. Even if you got the idea, even if you got it in text, let's do that. Because- Can I touch on that real quick, Ty? Go for it, go for it. Facts. <laughs> no, no, here, here's why I'm saying that. When a client comes back, when the client says, yeah, okay, cool. You want to write some scripts? Cool, not a problem. And they think it's easy. They think it's real easy. And when you come back to them with corrections and edits, looking like they're in second grade and don't know how to write an essay for college. And it's all marked up. And they end up telling you, literally, deal was signed in May. Again, we just filmed yesterday. I didn't realize it was gonna be this much work. Again, turnkey, plug and play. Go ahead, my bad. No, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even correct it. I'm like, are you sure? The only way, like this is this is how I correct it, right? I get their script and be like, mm, "This would be a lot more effective if it was two minutes and thirty seconds instead of eight minutes and fourteen seconds." If you choose to, we can write it in a shorter format to be more effective in less time, because as you said, client, your target audience are people that's that's in training. Do we want to spend eight minutes and hopefully have the ability to hold their attention? Or do we want to hit them in two minutes and have them back on the floor practicing what you've preached? And that's how I position it. Let us let us write it because this is what we do. And again, it's just like your doctor. You know, do you want to, you know, I could send you home with a scalpel and some Band-Aids or we can do it here. So I'm trying to take that. We are the subject matter pro, pro professionals give me that let us do it but you got to click the box because you got to pay for it 
Now, usually, whenever I submit a proposal, the thing I like about uh, Proposify is I can make boxes that are checkable, and that box is usually automatically checked. That box in the teleprompter box is usually automatically checked. So you can go down. I mean, there's some places to go up, but I'm checking script writing. I'm checking teleprompter. Those are areas that's, that I'm going to send to you check. Like, you know, video production, you ain't got a choice. Editing, you ain't really got a choice. Uh, I'm going to give you the option to have raw footage and a few other items. I'm going to give you the option to check. But usually my prescription that I'm writing for your solution involves us writing the script based off your ideas because this is what we do. And that eight-minute video idea you have, it's cool and all, but you we in our conversation, you told us that you wanted it in multiple languages. So a voiceover, even if you do the voiceover with your voice, is our best bet because I can go back and get a Spanish voice to go on top of it or, you know, mute you out and put the Spanish voice in. And now we have a multilingual video. And I'm going to tell you, when you're working with B2B, if they're working with some, you know, back of house or they're working in certain areas where, you know, the video is not for executives, the video is for their frontline soldiers. You're going to have frontline soldiers in most companies that speak other languages or can comprehend other languages better. That's their first language. I'm in Texas. It's a lot. I'm working, you know, at Spectrum. A lot of the installers first language is Spanish. Let's make sure that we can provide this training so what they can speak English. It's not about, and this is something that I've been big on. It's just like a like a good jab that you can put in your back pocket to sell a voiceover that you can make $1,000 off of and get somebody on Fiverr or your friend to do it for 50 Okay, yeah, they all speak English, but is English their first language? It's not about whether or not they can understand the video. It's about making it easier for them to comprehend what you need to be taught. Because guess what? Just that I've learned from Spectrum and shooting the videos we just shot, if somebody don't properly clean the fiber line, you may have to send somebody back out to do it later when that client is saying, I'm paying for a gigabyte and I'm not getting it. I'm paying for a gig, gig speed and I'm not getting it. Well, why? Because that installer went through your training on cleaning the fiber line or setting up fiber lines and just missed that one little part because English is not their first language. So, and I can't tell you how many, let's just be real, old, bald, white guys, I had to be like, look, guy, you speak English. The people that work under you, they speak it, but it may not be their first language. Let's make this easier. All it's going to cost Spectrum is an extra $1,000. What's that to them? Nothing. They made $1,000 before I could say $1,000. Let's do this right. As your doctor, this is what I prescribe. So feel free to punch them in the throat with that. Um, and, and you know, use that to your advantage. And that's, you know, again, to us as sales, to your doctor, he's just making a referral. You know what I'm saying? To us as sales. You're, you, but your doctor is saying, you know what? Elevate your foot. He's giving you a suggestion. Or, or wear, you know, wear a brace. He's giving you a suggestion. Now, you got to go buy that brace, but but I want you to pitch it like that. You are the subject matter expert. We do this all the time. 
And in doing this to achieve what you said you, I'm, I'm notorious for using your words against you. To achieve what you said you wanted to achieve, we can help you get there, but this is what it's going to take. It's kind of like a, um, a personal trainer. Hey man, you said you want to lose 20 pounds. So you got to give me 10 more pushups. You said you wanted to fit in this wedding dress, ma'am. So you got to give me another mile. Now, if you want to quit on you, I'm okay with that. You you can go try to squeeze that 10 pounds of meat in the five five pound bag you call a wedding dress. That's on you. But you told me you wanted to get down to this amount. Let me help you do that. If you go on um, Amazon, yeah, you search on teleprompter. It's a bunch of iPad teleprompters. But that is usually where I'm, you know, it, you become, you'll get better at using, I'm going to say using people's words against them, but, you know, you'll get better at identifying the goal and, and dangling that goal in front of them um, when it comes to what, what they want. You said you wanted this. Just like right now, a lot of y'all say, I want to... I want to go in business and work, a, you know, full time as a as a photographer or videographer. Then you have to pick a niche, and you have to be disciplined enough to stick to that niche, or your goal won't come true. So, what do you want to do? You want to quit and go back to whatever you're doing, or do you want to become disciplined enough to reach a goal that you you that's why you that's why you're here. Help me help you. It's a no brainer at that point. So feel free to, uh, you know, punch them in the throat with it. That's what we do. And they will they will swallow that and they will do what they got to do. Works every time. Um, and, and trust me, I just used this on a billion-dollar company. I just used this on a billion-dollar company. One more again with the emphasis on B. On who? On B. Billion. Billion-dollar. Billion dollar company that's in the home of forty something percent of America. Billion so the guy company. from Detroit Facts. worked with a billion dollar company. Absolutely, and taxed them. Might, might just maybe might want to listen. Just and and those guys are a billion dollar company. They scatter brains. They fumble in the bag. They don't know. That's why they called me. And and like I said, listen, I'll tell you this every single time. I should have, I wish I recorded it, but the guy told me we picked y'all because y'all knew what y'all was talking about. Y'all not the cheapest. We got three of the quotes. Guys, half your price. Everybody was talking about how they gonna film it and look, the lighting and all of this. And you you made me ask questions to my boss that I never thought of because this we've never done this before. That was and, exactly what that. That was exactly what that company told me. The I showed you in Vegas. That was exactly what Latos told me about that shit. I was like, bro. And they're, they're like a $15 billion company. I was like, you guys really? Okay. All right. Just say that. All right. Just, just, just say that. Then. That is the right. most important skill. Like, if you keep that in your holster, man, and you can make a company say, you know what? We want a training video, but we never thought about the things that you're laying out. You take all the power. You literally got their wallet and you're going to take what you want out of it. Literally, it's that easy. And to you, 10, 20, 50, 100,000 is a lot of money. To you, it's nothing to them. It's nothing to them. It's nothing to them. They waste $200,000 on toilet paper a year. It's nothing to them. McDonald's probably spend millions on straws 
and napkins. It's nothing to them. Go for it, Marcus. They waste five to ten thousand dollars just on shirts a year. Facts. That doesn't include swag. Facts. Business cards. I mean, oh, no, swag, no, swag is a great example of how companies blow money. Billboards, LED walls, LED signs, street postings like Dallas. They have uh, ones that are actually by bus stops where you can see their promotions and stuff. Facts. Value. This right here, having the fact that I had videographer and photographer on the back of my shirts blew four businesses out of their mind. They're like, we want to do business with you. We want to do this. So I have to do, what do we have to do, Ty? With that warm lead? Got to run it. Follow up. Gotta I got to do that. Yep. Got my notes. Following up. What's the number again? Let me call them so I can underbid you real quick. Well, you can call him and then you can hire me. You can do that all Next day. week, I'll be like, I got to win way out. In the thing. <laughs> uh, you already know. Like, if you need help, I'm flying. I got to be. I got to be. But, but I mean, the thing is this. Your competition, they don't got uniforms. They're not showing up organized. They're not, they're not going after pain points and problem solving. They're going after pretty pictures. Your competition. Even well-established companies that you think are doing good are selling pretty pictures because a lot of clients don't, they'll go with a company because of the, the side, because it looks big. It looks like they've been around. I guess these guys know what they're doing, but if they talk to you and you can speak their language, I don't care how big that other company is. They're going with you. You just got to walk like you've been here before. And have the ability to communicate and 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 have the confidence to to talk to that client to help them understand that. And I think a lot of times we because we don't pick a niche and we everywhere and we don't get to sharpen that tool a lot, we don't have the ability to do that. And that is your most powerful tool. So again, when when I talk to them and they know I know what I'm talking about, it's nothing for me to say we need to write your script. You, you, listen. Listen, client, this is a $20,000 video. Your your script would be a lot, you know, it, it'll be a lot more effective if we write it. I don't want you to waste $20,000 for something that doesn't have the impact that you need. So I'm going to take what you said and we're going to write it in a way to make it more effective and to make it work better on video. Sometimes I get clients that, they used to write in text, right? So they'll explain everything. This this can is silver. It has bark. Listen, sir, we don't need to we don't need to say that. We're showing it. That's just an example of why we need to write the script. And we don't need to let you know what I'm saying? Like we, we you need to let us handle it. Cuz a lot of people write text and books, it's not the same. We don't need to we don't need to talk about every single thing. We're showing it. You know, I had a client that let, let's I want to like a spectrum. Great example. Their idea was to follow a rep around as he tests the Wi-Fi in each room. They wanted to follow him in four to four rooms, sir. 
that'll take four to five minutes on camera on what should be 30 seconds of video. What do you mean? Let's show them in the room. I, I did um, a parallax shot with the with the rep. We're, we're moving around the rep, showing the background. He's looking at the meter. He's happy. Next room, meter, happy. Next room, meter, happy. Next room, meter, not happy. Next shot is him talking with the client. That's a 30-second shot that you just wrote. That's two minutes. You're going to lose your audience. This is what we do. That little information. And it's going to cost it more for every minute. Just cost you $1,000, but it's so worth it. And, but so, again, you save them that much more money. Like, oh, thank you. And when you present that to them, we never thought about I know you never thought about that. We're the pro. We're the guys you call when you need it done right the first time. We're the guys that do more than just film and take pretty pictures. We're the guys that help your training become more effective. Now what happens when they go back? They look at their old training and be like, this is some trash. Hey, uh, boss, I was wondering next year, can we get the budget to redo all of our training? Because the videos we did with Flash Film Media, they're two minutes and they're way more effective than the 12-minute version we did with such and such four years ago. And people are learning and retaining more in that two minutes than this 12-minute BS. So we want to redo all of the videos, please. Okay, here's $150,000 for your budget to shoot your 10 videos. Hey, Flash Film Media, uh, we got a budget of $150,000 to do 10 videos. Do you think that's enough? Let, uh, we may be able to work out eight of them within that price. Because I can get more if you need. We may be able to work out eight. Let me, let me call my boss. Let me get a little more because we want to get all 10. And my boss want to do a communication video. And I got this other department that, that down at the, the motor pool. They want to, you know, they want to do a video on how to maintain the trucks. And uh, the company that builds our Wi-Fi testers, we have a good relationship with them. They want to create video about their Wi-Fi testers for their company. It happens like that. But you got to know your stuff. That don't happen for photographers or videographers. It's just like, hey, we we filming. We know how to shoot some pretty. We know how to shoot it. No. Go for it all. And be the solution. Be the solution. You would hate like hell to get a contractor in your house to fix your kitchen and he gets your dishwasher and be like, ah, we really don't do dishwashers. We got to call in somebody. You got to go hire, find somebody that do dishwasher. No, I want it all done. I want to lay out, I want to go in here and say, I want this purple, this pink, this blue, whatever, this tile. I want to leave and come back and it's done. The plumbing, the electrical, the tiles, the flooring, the appliances, I don't want to touch nothing. I want to tell you what I want. I want you to say this fits, this don't fit. We can't go with a sink that big because we don't have the support for it. You know, yeah, I know you want brass, but brass don't do well when it's this close to the what the sunlight because the sun will make it. I want to know all of that. I don't want to get halfway through and you like, uh, or somebody that's like, I think we can, we may be able to put a, we might be able to put a sink over there. 
A dishwasher may fit. You know, we can move your refrigerator, but the ceiling is lower, so we can get a mini fridge. You come in there, you got a mini fridge in your kitchen instead of a big old double French door. I want, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want somebody that can do it all. I don't want somebody that's trash, that can't provide me. The solution, I don't, I didn't hire you to, to, to install a tile. I hired you to redecorate my kitchen. That's my pain point. My pain point is I don't like my kitchen. I need it to be more functional and look better. You need to solve this whole solution and not just be a tile layer or a brick layer or a cabinet installer. I'm, I'm the project manager. I'm here to take your idea and make something out of it. It's up to me to put the things in place to get it done. And, and stepping back from being a videographer or a photographer or a content creator, we're project managers. Project managers make the money. Tile layers just get paid to lay tile. And man, lay that tile and get out of here. And man, install them cabinets and get out of here. And man, install that flooring and get out of here. Our project manager is making the biggest chunk of everybody. And he's overseeing everything. So, you know, those are things that you want to be mindful of when you're working with clients who got that bag. Or really any client. Get used to doing it with any and every client. Change how you think about what you offer. And productize it a lot, you know, a lot more. And and again, I'm not, I'm not going being reassuringly, reassuringly expensive. That's what reassuringly expensive is. I'm not looking over your. I will look over your script and tell you we can do it better. I'm not going. You can follow your own knife. And I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm an asshole about it. I'm like, uh, you know, we wouldn't have wrote it this way. I see what you're trying to do. We probably would have added a call to action. We probably would have made it shorter and we would have emphasized a few other things, but you guys didn't want to get your script written by us. So action, that, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm not going to go over it if you don't pay me to go over it. Nope. I am the guy that's, mm, you know, I'll look at a script that's eight minutes and I'll say, hmm, a four minute video would have been much more effective. In fact, in, in I'm, you know, I'm not even going to say that. I'm going to tell you, in this industry, we shoot a lot of videos for clients. That's around the four-minute mark. We have writers that can take everything you said and make it a more effective video within four minutes. Uh, uh, I, I was up all night writing this. Yeah, we can definitely do it for you. In fact, let me send a proposal back over to you so you can click the box. We'll get started on it immediately thousand dollars for some stuff I'm taking to chat GPT or a $50 writer on Fiverr. Even that $50 writer who do nothing but video scripts is going to be like, man, too easy. These people don't do this. So, and, and look, don't just take my word for writing. That works on, hey company, do you have a color palette? Where's your where's your brand guide? How do we know what font? To, you don't have one? How do we know what font to use? How do we know what logo and what color scheme? You don't have one? Oh, we can create that for you so that moving forward with us or with anybody, all of your content lives within your brand guideline. $50 on Fiverr. $1,000 is what it costs my client. So these are things that they're upsells, man. Once you start talking that talk, 
They're going to be like, we need that. We need that. We need that. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. I'm going uh, to turn the show over to my boy, the late, late. That's right. So before you go, go for it. I got a small little win. Let's hear um, it. I, well, it's what I put in the in the video uh, section of Flash Film. You know, I'm meeting up with the vice president uh, Tuesday. He wanted to meet at Sonny's. So I'm assuming uh, it's going to be maybe a long meeting. But So I, I seen the post you were asking for suggestions. Explain it a little bit because for people who didn't see it, so they, they'll know. All right. So I'm meeting with Big Ben Pop Warner, um, and they're wanting to do a total rebrand of their website and all of their social media to gain more engagement to draw in players. So from what the vice president told me, they pushed it back because of the heat index over the past couple of weeks. They pushed back their jamboree, but it basically said that's their biggest, uh, it's the first game of the year. That's their biggest time for advertising and getting you know their name out there, so he's wanting help with how to maximize um, just their overall exposure. So that's what we're going to meet about. You know um, what? You know what I would also do? Ask them: Do they are they accepting sponsors sponsorship? Because this is a time to create. There's so many things we can welcome packets, uh, display sponsors. There's so many ways you can go with that. And they and, and now you're talking about something that makes them money. Now, now you got their attention. Go for right. it. Also, another thing you can do is I did this for an event for an organization. The sponsorship in their holes, right? Doing golf, right? So going a little different sport, but each each hole was sponsored by a company. And in that, we did content for each company. And then we gave it to them to ship out to the companies. And we also did a little bit more. So if they wanted it, hey, you can use this and then give us network. But then that gives us a relationship because I did something for them. Now they may want to do something with me. Little little tidbits. That, that goes to sponsorship packages. Hey, 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 Pop Warner, do you guys want us to develop sponsorship packages that we can offer to help bring in sponsors? Okay. $10,000 package, $20,000, $30,000 package. Now, there's a lot of people here who've worked with companies and created sponsorships, but to you, that can be if they buy a $10,000 package. Hey, they're buying video and print. We're going to spend $3,000 on creating content for them. That's just going to go in my pocket. Another $500 on, you know, T-shirts or whatever come in the package. You know, their billboard, their, their, their logo on the sidelines, whatever it costs to print that, and then the rest go to the company. So you can say we can develop that for you. And boom, you're getting paid by Pop Warner. And you're getting paid by all the sponsors when they make money. And they'll be pushing the sponsorship. They're bringing you money. And you develop a relationship with the sponsors. So my question, do you feel that which would be more effective, video or, or photos? I think that's a question for your, for your, your uh, client. Honestly. Because I don't... <laughs> I think both. I think nowadays I would say both, but I would straight up ask your client who who's the target audience? Is it moms? Is mom signing kids up for football or dads or parents or like who who is your target audience? You usually don't yeah. have. Usually, if you got kids that age, you're probably thirties or forties, maybe late twenties. I got a I, I got a window of my target audience. 
25 to 45. Hmm? What'd you say, Luke? 25 to 45. There you go. See, I'm walking in with that idea alone. Pff, hey, the, the average parent that's signing their kids up for football is between 25 and 45. So we need to make sure that our content is directed towards them. Yeah, one of the things, I and it could just be for this area, one thing that it's actually surprised me, when I looked at all of the teams and how they're structured as far as the leadership, like all of the top, like the presidents, vice presidents of the teams are all women. Like the majority of people in um, leadership positions that's running things are all women. The, the men are mainly coaching, but it's like the women are doing all of the team moms. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A lot of, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, but but if you if you walk in and you see that, that's something that I am I'm poking them in the I'm punching them in the throat with. A lot of moms are signing their sons up for football. We may okay. need to create some content specifically for them. Because a lot okay. of moms use use sports to help put a male figure in their kids' lives. Right. So maybe that's something we need to to, you know, we need we need to talk about a lot of NFL players that started in Pop Warner who changed their life because they had a male mentor, and a coach. That's the, people think it's about sports. It's not just about sports. It's about getting the male role model in front of your son, for whatever right. reason. And that's something that you know what I'm saying. Like having a coach in your life is something that is bigger than football. Right. That's that's the one percent of the kids in sports make it make it in, in professional sports. One hundred percent of kids in sports get a male role model to help them through life. That's the bigger picture. And that's something that that's something I'm punching them in the throat with that they going to even say, damn, I never thought about that. That's the number one reason kids are in sports. Boys, moms are signing boys up for football is to get the toughness and the male role model they may not have in their life. Or to add, you know what I'm saying? They got none, but to add to the male role models. Because there's not a lot of male teachers. There's not a lot of male influence in kids' life like that. You, you may go through school. How many of y'all have more than five male teachers? You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're a minority. Especially if you get one that look like you. Even if you're not a minority. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... I, I can't, I had about five or six through my whole life, maybe. So this is an opportunity for that. That I would take it to that level before I even get the football. If you come in on that, everybody else, we're going to get good pictures of your kids running and catching. No, we got a bigger message than that. Another thing that I um, presented to them also was the important i wanted to put together a video of their how they develop player safety because i know that's a big thing um with youth fo football teaching them the fundamentals so i like that angle of but but yeah. i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you the angle that i would use with that is more of i you know with with because i'm gonna be honest uh that tour injury last year all my dolphin fans when he hit the ground and them fingers was twisting a lot of kids got cut from like a lot of football careers ended before they started because of that injury. So being that moms, now we know who our target audience is. And and I would kind of, I'm not going to say scare them, but remind them that football, 
I don't want to say numbers are dropping, but parents that are okay with their kid playing football is is definitely going down. So in an effort to combat that, it's important that we put safety first mm-hmm. with whatever we do. You know what I'm saying? Again, to a to an owner of a league that's trying to get more kids, these are things that are making sense. These are things that other photographers and videographers ain't ain't thinking about. And and I'm not even right. saying just with the video. Even in photography, we're focused on safety in the images. We want to make sure kids got the right gear. They they got the right technique, and we display the fact that we are. A, this is a safe sport, or a or that we're working every day to make this a safer sport. NFL ain't got to reduce con- concussions; they just got to show you that we're working to reduce it. We don't know what the numbers are. We don't know, you know what I'm saying? We don't know what the kids are, you know, what the concussions are, if it's on the increase or the decrease. We just know some doctor brought it to our attention because concussions been in the game since day one. And as long as the NFL is looking like we're trying to reduce it, then cool. But I tell you, a sport that's not trying to reduce it, boxing got more concussions than any damn body. They ain't said nothing. MMA is as big as it's ever been. I mean, boxing, you literally taking headshots. They not, they not doing much. You know what I'm saying? Boxing is just okay with being was now, you know, what was normal, which is now barbaric. Boxing is just like it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, them boxers be 50 and can't even talk. If you can talk after 50 as a boxer, you pay because you you sidelining and you commentating. Them boxers, most boxers past 50, with the exception of like a handful of them, they don't get much camera time. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you go in the meeting and you bring that up and you explain to the to the to the owner that our goal with everything up front is to make sure that we're selling the idea that we're working to make this safer for kids, which we are, along with the idea that our target audience is mothers and that is bigger than football. It's about having a male figure in your life to help your child be tough. Like, bro, any somebody can't walk in behind you and say, we're going to take real nice pictures of them running and, and, and beat you. They're not going to beat you. So tell me what you think about this, because it just popped into my head. What about the idea of just like how you at Comcast, you're doing training videos on how to properly install. If we did training videos on how to properly wear gear, and maybe have a, a gear company uh, be a sponsor or, you know, I don't know, you know, helmets or shoulder pads, knee pads and teaching it, you know, showing how they teach kids how to properly wear their uniform and safety of gear. I like it. I I, I mean, it, even if it's not that right. So you got, the, I can go just being in the industry, I can go 20 different ways, how to properly maintain the gear, how to properly clean the gear, how to properly put on the gear, how to properly store the gear how to properly, like, I can go, the video for the parents, video for the coaches, video for the kids. Like, I'll give you an example. I took a motorcycle riding class, even though I've been riding for 15 years, right? When I got my latest bike, I said, I'm going to take a class at Harley. Why not? You know what I learned at Harley, right? And within the first day of the class, something I had never known in my life. If you take your, your, your helmet and you drop it four feet, the helmet is not good anymore. You need to replace it. That helmet is designed for one 
hard hit. A four, if it fall off your counter and hit the ground, it is no, that's mind blowing to me. I never thought about that. You need to change your helmet out every two years because of sweat getting into the foam and the materials. It's not, it's not able to condense and take the, the pressure that a new helmet is. Mind blown. These are things that the average person don't know. When I was in the military, we had to change shoes every 90 days. Even if they didn't look bad, it, it was just that you ran on them, the heat from the pavement will break down the materials that help soften that blow on your knees and legs. The shoe looks fine. What do you mean? But just like if you go to any other channel where they're restoring Jordans from 1983, what happened when they pull them out the pack? The sole would just crumble away. That sole is designed to take impact. After a while, it cannot take that impact. It dry rots. The materials in helmets are the same way. So maintaining them, you can't just leave your helmet in a car in the sunlight heating up and cooling down and heating up and cooling down. When you need it to take that impact, it's not as effective. These are things that the average person don't know that training helps. So going in, having these conversations about why this is important, and a manufacturer of a helmet will tell you that a thousand times. It's in all the material they provide. Yeah, your helmet don't work. This is season four. You y'all had this helmet. Y'all never changed the pads out in the inside. It don't even properly fit. I seen people get hurt because they stuff don't even properly fit. So teaching teaching coaches how to make sure that gear is is on right. That's a video in itself. I can give you fifty thousand. Just I can just come up with video ideas off that, especially in the idea of sports. Go for it, Marcus. So another way you could do it is. Recruiting. How many of these kids don't have recruiting or they don't have workouts after or getting ready to work out? I got a buddy down here um, that actually trains them, does video work for them, shows the safety, has the coaches in whatever league that they have, AAU, come in. Now he has a, a, a brick and mortar shop where it brings them in for their seasons and they work out with them. Hey, we do this to help them with whatever sport it may be. Those are aspects and ideas to like, okay, well, we can do the safety. We can do this. Also, we can do the highlights of this stuff and we can sell it back to you. Or we do group photos of the whole entire team, making sure every team is taken care of. Now we sell it to mama. We sell it to auntie. We sell it to grandma. They're all happy. This and the fun. Now they have good high quality photos and then also if you have which out of that you may get some high schoolers you may go more high-end sports photographers if uh what uh creighton was here he would tell you all about this if he's listening that the high schoolers want the really dope looking photos where you can make a good amount of money doing that for their brothers and sisters there's multiple branches in that my biggest thing is this is what i want to do and then make your um, outward circle, your bubble sheet of this is what I can potentially do and whatnot. So you can figure out how tall and how wide it is. If it's only an inch tall, okay, well, I get an inch. But if it's a mile and a half wide, you may be able to, to rhythm. You get what I'm saying? Where are you at in the country? 
So I'm in Florida. Florida I'm in right? Tallahassee. Oh, you in football USA? Yeah. Yeah. More people come out of Florida than California now. Football, Florida is becoming, it's rivaling Texas for the best football players. No offense. I know you're looking at me crazy. I'm a... But yeah, it's conspiracy. Yeah. And Creighton, Creighton is a guy that you can talk to, Ransom, about that and specifying he has a new a, a news station um paper that he's doing specifically uh to do this um for sports. Oh, Creighton's in the chat. In chat. Um but yeah, I mean, so make sure you guys, because he had a great post about it. Make sure you guys check out his post in the community because he was asking for, you know, just some ideas. But I think I think after leaving here, you definitely got some some ideas. And then we ain't even gotten to the idea of camps, videos on workouts. I mean, I shot a lacrosse camp that, that made $400,000 lacrosse. The, the guy said he'd do three camps a year. he profit $400,000 per camp. And you're like, How? Well, because it's 2,000 students that paid $1,500 a pop to be there. And all he had to do was fly in five coaches. They lacrosse coaches in different colleges. They're not making football money. They're just happy to be able to come recruit and see the best talent and eat for free and get put up for free. And he got the field for free because he was a, a SMU alumni. So camps is a whole nother ball game. Whole another, you know, you start rubbing elbows and NFL players and coaches and college coaches. The sky's the limit. But when you solve the problem and you provide those solutions, you're going to get phone calls. Hey, I see what you did for them. What can you do over here? And then you develop relationships with sponsors and companies that are involved with the gear and all of that. The sky's the limit. That's why you can still be that niche and do kids, uh, you know, sport leagues. And, and the sky is just the limit because there's something yeah, I think going what you guys, on. What you guys gave me is going to uh, just this little bit. I think it's going to knock, knock, knock it out of the park. It's going to be because uh, that's the thing he told me. He's like, hey, man, our numbers are, are going down and we need something to help us. So I think this is going to be awesome. And I would ask him, what do, what do you think is the cause of your numbers going down? And I guarantee you, is it going to be safety or price? And only two things in football. Everybody else. They worried about their kids or it costs too much to enroll them. Well, we're teaching your kid how to play a sport. We're helping your kid get in college and we're giving them a male mentor. Like I can, I can combat either one, but if he can tell you, if he's telling you, you know, his numbers are dropping. Oh man, you just gave me a, a layup. You just gave me an alley-oop. Cause I'm going to ask you what you, what do you think the cause is? Cause I got a solution for what you think it is. And yeah, I'm gonna tell you what I think it is, and we can go after both and with the same content. Yeah, one of the um, teams posted because uh, they were trying to, you know, drum up money, and they posted on there that in order to do just one team, to field one team, it costs twenty thousand dollars for equipment, medical personnel, et cetera, et cetera. So, sponsorships and fundraising, great. We can use content to do that. Perfect. We can we can use content to help. Um, help raise money. Perfect. Perfect. Cause, cause guess what? If the kids want to throw a car wash, now we can put together content and push it on all your social media platforms that they throw in a car wash on the 18th over here at such and such. Say less. Let's do it. If we can advertise and market 
these fundraisers, they'll do better. Cool. We ran into this before. We've seen this before. Let's do it. And let's create content to bring in sponsors. Hey, local electrician, you want your name at every game? Especially if you're in that area, you're an exterminator in this area where we throw the games. Don't you want your name on the field? Don't you want your signage saying that we exterminate this area? And if you call in and you say, you know, Bronco, Tallahassee Broncos, we're going to give you 10% off your extermination? That means you live stream the events too, the games That's for the coaches yeah. and the opposite teams, giving them footage. It's a whole nother ballgame. There's, there's so many ways you can go with it. But solve their problem. Don't sell them video or photo. I'm here to solve a problem. We're just going to use our cameras to solve your problem. Sponsorship alone, like sponsorship alone is like, bro, we can, let's bring in sponsors. Let's create packages. Let's go after local people. What If I was a service-based industry and I wanted to go after households in a certain market, I'm getting both parents or at least a parent that's from that area and I have the opportunity to market to them, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Let's do it. It'll be, this is the Flash Film Academy homecoming game. If it was, you know what I'm saying? If it was like a photography championship, this is the Flash Film Academy. I'm gonna put my name on it. I wanted to go after that. You know what I'm saying? So these are, these are I'm treating them like a nonprofit, even though there are for-profit, I'm gonna treat them like a nonprofit. Um, and I'm going to pitch them ideas to get sponsorships um, to help the teams raise money. I'm, I'm coming at it for every angle. When I finish with them, not only are they going to spend money with me, but I'm going to work out a system where when we do bring in money, a part of the package for sponsorships is us providing services for the sponsor. So I'm still making money off that. It's a win-win-win situation. Yeah, and he mentioned that when we talked. It was like, you know, about the sponsorships and he was like you know that would be fully you eating he's a brother so he kind of talks to me in bro code but he said you know you'll be fully eating off the sponsorships you bring in so i can definitely tell he's he's excited um, just for my conversation so he's gonna be real excited when you walk in and you and you've done like you, you know you present it as if as though you this is what we do this is all we do so yeah Exactly. Well, I'll keep you updated uh, next week on what happens. Please do. That's why we love to have these. Because there's other people who have similar situations that may not have jumped on a mic um, who listening or who may come across a situation similar to what you, what you, you know, working with, and they can pull stuff from it. And iron sharpens iron. I got you, Marcus. Right back at you. So, I'm I'm gonna slide out. I'm gonna hand this over to the Marcus Late Show. Um, I'm gonna let y'all chop it up and do y'all thing. Um, we got I got some. Well, I'll show you. I got we got we've been doing some stuff behind the scenes, but we uh we're gonna bring a lot more to the membership. I'll just say that it'll be coming. Uh, we got some writers. They're working on some stuff. My goal is to provide more. These are cool. I love these, but for people who may not want to listen to what are we at an hour and thirty minutes worth of stuff, um, you know, 
I I got a team together and we're working on creating very precise and direct straight to the point training. We're going to come out with a whole lot more of that. We, we, uh, we loading up. Um, so we're going to bring that to the membership and a lot more than just the accountability meetings and the stuff we got going on. So I just want to say that, uh, Marcus, the floor is yours. I'm going to let y'all chop it up and I'll chop it up and I'll see y'all next week. Appreciate you. Much love. Be safe. Have a good night, bro. Make sure you uh, charge them batteries and swap out them SD cards and all the good camera stuff I can think. I got to think of a good camera, like, piece. You know what I'm saying? Like a good camera outro. I think it's... Anyway, y'all be safe. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.